Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Wednesday, January 10th. We are here live. It is time for Destination Health. It is a Destination Health free-for-all today. We can talk about anything you want. I don't really have a theme today. I have a couple issues I want to talk about. Uh, Nothing major. I'm really looking for your phone calls today. So jump in and join us. Those phone lines are open right now. I do see some calls coming in. The number to join us today, we're, uh, what, three days in a row on the same phone system. This might be a record for, uh, um, for 2024. Uh, here's the number, 319-527-6791. You can also use the call now button on your app. That will get you in here as well. Um, we are getting much, much closer on uh, our own phone system and getting the first version of our broadcast app. Our goal is the end of this month. Uh, I do expect that we will have some bumps along the way. We're going to do as much testing as we possibly can. But at some point, the only way to really test it is to just go live and test it. Uh, we'll try to keep the interruptions down to a minimum. But I'm pretty excited. Now, the, the first version is going to be bare bones. Uh, should still be a great experience for the listener. Uh, we have a lot of ideas that we'll continue to work on. Um, many of those are just some some things that make things easier for us in the background. Some of the other features will be really uh, beneficial to the listeners as well. We're we're building in some pretty incredible. Um, yes, we're going to be using AI. Uh, we're building in some pretty incredible AI tools for search and organizing shows. So that you can easily, if you've got a question and you want to know what our answer is, you'll easily be able to find all the times that we talked about that topic or that issue. That, that's one of the things that uh, won't roll out in the first version. Uh, for the most part, this first version should be pretty seamless for the listener. So we'll, uh, we'll keep you updated on that. We are, we are doing um, a lot of testing in the background right now. We'll continue to do that the rest of this month. And hopefully we can stay on schedule and uh, actually be broadcasting with this, that app by February is the goal, right at the beginning of February. So we'll, we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, speaking of times, I know this doesn't have a lot to do with health, but uh, I'm going to get to health here in a minute. You know, I can remember saying uh, within the last couple of years how incredible quick shipping had become. Like one day, two day shipping in some parts of the country. If you were ordering stuff from Amazon, I experienced this when I was on the road. Uh, I could get things in the same day. And almost everything I ordered came faster than I expected it to. Like I said, one and two day shipping became the norm on almost everything I was ordering. I'm not really understand why we're going backwards on that. If anything, I would think now that that red hot crazy economy has slowed down, it should be easier to get things on time or at least in a reasonable amount of time. And I am finding the exact opposite across the board. 
almost none of the things I order anymore actually make it here when they tell me. And they're the ones telling me. I put in the order. They say it will be to you on this date, just like they always have. And it seems to me for a while there, it was always getting there by that date, sometimes even a little early. Now, I almost never seem to get anything on time anymore. Uh, Another example of this yesterday, I was just talking about him waiting on all this equipment so that we just decided we have to eliminate every issue we can on our side. And one of those issues seems to be, here's another thing. Why does our internet quality seem to be getting worse instead of better? We were doing a show from the road over a decade ago, and I had fewer internet problems then, and I had a really complicated, expensive internet setup in order to be able to do that show from the road the way we were doing it back then. It wasn't easy back then. We had invested between twenty and $25,000 in equipment and services, but the internet worked really good for us when we were on the road. Now my internet at home doesn't even work all that great. And I'm, I guess, not really unfortunately, fortunately, I'm in a place where we only have one internet option because we're kind of a small town and a little bit remote. I guess we have two, but we've tried them both. This is the better of the two, and it hasn't been very good lately. We've identified that one of our issues is just the fact that the internet here at the house, and we have fiber, just keeps dropping, just hard drops, and then I have to reset everything, and it's a huge interruption in the show. So we just decided that's obviously not getting any better. There's nothing I can do to make our internet service provider better so we're investing in a, 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 an entirely new system to connect to the Internet that has multiple redundancies. So if something does fail, something else picks up. I was just talking about it yesterday. The equipment was supposed to be here and it didn't make it yesterday. So I checked this morning. Where, where's my stuff? We went from it's going to be there on um, January 8th to now. And, and when they told me that, the status was the package was in Portland. It's 40 minutes away. But now the status is I, I will get that package sometime between the 10th and the 15th. Now they can't even give me a day. I'm not really understanding that. Like I said, if anything, now that the economy slowed down, you would think we would be getting stuff faster and easier. But in my experience, maybe it's just me. I don't know. Uh, delivery times are getting much worse. All right, uh, on to health. And um, we've got phone lines available. Jump in and join us. We've got some calls there, but uh, looking for some more. 319-527-6791. Uh, quick update on, uh, on the garden, the farm. Uh, a little challenging for me. I did not get a chance to do any fall planting at all this year. That's kind of a big deal for me. It almost feels like on some things, well, on some things I am going to miss almost an entire year. Uh, Garlic is the big one. If you don't plant garlic in the fall here, you're not going to have garlic. And I didn't get a chance to plant garlic, so it's like I lose a whole year of garlic. That's kind of disappointing. Onions, uh, Onions do much, much better here if I plant them in the fall. I get nice big onions, big harvest. I can plant onions in the spring. 
If you get them in fairly early, you can get some decent onions by uh, the end of the season in the fall. They just usually don't get nearly as big. So, uh, but I will get some of those in, in the spring. I did not do any cover crop planting. Uh, again, just didn't have time. That's not that big of a deal. Um, but the other thing that's happened this winter for us, up until this week, things have been really, really mild here. It only got cold enough here to snow once this year, and I wasn't here when it happened. Um, last night, we've been getting really heavy rains, and last night that turned into snow. And it looked like we were going to get buried when I went to bed last night. And then I woke up a couple hours later and the snow had turned back to rain. We're right on that temperature line where it can go either way. Uh, we got tons of snow on the hill behind us. The ridge line behind us is 3,000 feet. Uh, the snow line came down to about 1,500. So about half the ridge behind us snows. Beautiful. Uh, but we are supposed to get a big drop in temperature this weekend uh, down into the teens, which is really unusual for us. And, and we may get um, a bunch of snow, but it's been so mild that all of my herbs are still growing in green. Even cilantro. I was shocked yesterday. I went out in the garden here at the house um, and just looking around and I, I actually have a beautiful cilantro plant that's still growing parsley, thyme, oregano, rosemary, uh, lemon balm. All my herbs are still growing in green. It's been that mild this year. I spent a little time over at the homestead last weekend. Uh, and actually, I'm, I'm almost, I was really doing like spring cleanup stuff already, which is kind of nice because I have a lot of spring cleanup I'm going to have to do this year with two places. Uh, but it's been mild enough. I've been doing some of it. Uh, I One of the things I'm really excited about on the farm, uh, and I talked about it here, I, I really want to make my garden completely self-sustaining, meaning I don't have to bring in any inputs. I don't have to buy anything to make the farm work. So collecting my own seeds, which is, yeah, I've been doing that for a couple of years, fairly simple. Um, the other thing that I bring in as inputs are, are like compost because I don't use any fertilizers of any kind. Compost is what I use to fertilize compost and compost tea. But I just, I, I've been tr composting for about four years, but I just could not produce enough compost. And over at the farm, the homestead's totally different. I got a great, um, compost set up over there. Lots of room to do it, but more importantly, the inputs to make good compost. Now I can actually make better compost than I can buy anywhere. And I can make huge amounts of it because I have the inputs right on the farm. Um, tons and tons of leaf litter, uh, chicken manure really helps. I actually have access to an awful lot of elk manure because the herd spends an awful lot of time right in our field. Um, and I will occasionally go around and clean all that up and throw it in the compost pile. Um, like I said, the leaf litter and the, the, what they call forest floor litter, leaves, twigs, pine needles, that stuff makes incredible compost. And I've got more of it than I can use. So I have got a giant compost pile going um, really high quality. That was kind of the final 
um, the final step to make the farm completely self-sustaining and regenerative. I can recollect my own seeds and I can now produce all uh, the fertilizer and compost I need. So I'm pretty excited about that. One other thing going on in the health world today, um, I guess I shouldn't be surprised by this, but uh, I, I really didn't think it would happen at this level or this fast. Uh, these GLP-1 inhibitors, uh, Ozempic, Wagovi, Manjaro, being used for weight loss. When I first heard this and, you know, it was celebrities doing it, I, I thought this was going to be a fad. I really did. I am absolutely shocked at how accepting people are becoming about this. This is just becoming the norm. This looks like this is the way people are going to lose weight now. I guess the average American has given up on the idea that they could maintain a normal body weight through their own diet alone. It's like we've given up on that idea. People talk about it like it's not even possible anymore. So we'll use drugs instead. Weight Watchers has bought a company so that they can now prescribe Ozempic and Wagovi and Manjaro Weight Watchers. Isn't that absolutely just admitting your system does not work? We know their system doesn't work. We've been saying it for years, but I guess they're now admitting it as well. That their, their system of weight loss doesn't work and they're going to start prescribing drugs. These things are going to be really, really easy to get. You're just going to go online and, and get them. At this point, they might as well just put them over the counter. It's going to be that easy to get this stuff. Not only that, but the pharmaceutical companies are scrambling to develop new, more powerful drugs for weight loss. They, they've finally figured something out. I, I will admit it actually does work to help people lose weight, about 15 to 20% of their body weight. Now, that sounds pretty significant, but it doesn't come anywhere near what we see people lose with, um, you know, a, a well-developed keto or carnivore diet. We don't ever tell somebody, well, well you could lose 20% of your body weight like this. No, we just tell people if you eat like this, you'll end up being a normal body weight. If somebody is 300 pounds, we deal with a lot of people that are 300 pounds. Do the math. They'll, they'll lose at the most 60 pounds. That's not bad. That's fairly impressive, except you're taking a toxic pharmaceutical drug that has horrendous side effects for some people to lose that weight. And everything we know right now says, if you stop taking the drug, the weight will come back. And that's logical. Well, are these people really going to stay on these drugs the rest of their life at 800 to $1,000 a month? And I can't imagine what the side effects of these drugs are going to be long, long term. By the way, these are also injections. You got to give yourself a shot once a week. I, I just cannot believe we are accepting of this, that, that we're acting like, oh, this is a wonderful thing. I, I, you know, I don't know why I'm shocked that we keep doing this stuff, but we do. So um, expect to see a lot more of that going on. It, it, 
you know, if you understood the side effects of these drugs, I can't imagine why anybody would ever, ever decide to take one of these. Not even diabetics, because we know you don't need these drugs to fix diabetes. We do that every day. But I, I just believe the brainwashing by the pharmaceutical and medical industry is just about complete. People are now just just believing that they need a drug for every little ailment they have. And if you eat the standard American diet, you're going to have an awful lot of ailments. You're going to be taking an awful lot of drugs. This is not getting any better at all. It's getting much, much worse. The pharmaceutical industry is completely out of control, not just around weight loss. I, I am just shocked at how many new drugs just keep coming out. And vaccines. Oh, God, what a, what a push I'm seeing on all kinds of vaccines now. All right, we're going to get to some phone calls. Jump in and join us. Use the call-in button on your app, or here is the phone number, 319-527-6791. It is a health free-for-all. You can talk about anything you want, as long as it has something to do with health. Let's go to Massachusetts. AJ, welcome to the program. Hello, Kevin. Thanks for taking my call. What's on your mind today? I was... uh I couldn't tell if I was on or not. I didn't get the beep this time, so it must be on a different uh, phone system. It seems like every day we're on a different phone system around here anymore. Like you said yesterday, the bingo, phone system bingo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think uh, it's just it's sad that everybody's just going to clicking the easy button on everything. Oh. got to understand that they're not they're not sick because they're they're short on a on a vaccine or a, or a medication and they're not overweight because they're because they're deficient in a vaccine or a medication and uh i think the only thing we could do is the you know best hope we have is teach the young you know what i mean and uh, i go through it with my kids here's how bad this gets you know anymore i i used to complain about spam emails but spam emails my email program makes them pretty easy to deal with you know, I can just block them pretty easily. I can just at least go cancel. Um, and, and they most of the time they will stop sending me stuff. You know what makes me far more crazy? All the junk texts I get now. And I don't even know where I, my phone number ends up, how it gets into the system. And I, But I actually got a text. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, here's, here's what it says. Considering GLP-1 for your clinic... GLP-1 are these drugs like Wagovi and, and uh, Ozempic. Um, are you considering GLP-1 for your clinic? Warning, it can lead to metabolic slowdown, become the forever shot, and cause client backlash. PNOE, that's the company that's sending me this text, makes semaglutide treatment. Semaglutide is the, the name for uh, Ozempic and Wagovi. Um, makes semaglutide treatment safer by measuring metabolism, helping avoid all this. Take advantage of our New Year offer. Get PNOE in 48 hours. This was a company wow. that I do remember interacting a little bit with this company, PNOE. I, it was at the uh, conference that I went to with uh, Dr. Wolfson. So I understand why I'm on their text list. But this is somebody I encountered at a, at a natural health event and they're sending me text about i can get ozempic in 48 hours and they're going to make it safer for me that's how bad this is already 
Yeah, it runs deep. I remember you telling. I remember you uh, saying that on the show before. It, 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 it runs deep in everything. Man, oh man, it's so sad. And then, yeah, when they got uh, my generation, I'm forty. I'm a month away from forty-six. Uh, and then my parents' generation, they 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 grew up on listening to stuff on TV. And now I was watching the Weather Channel because I've been following the weather real close the last couple of yeah. last couple of days. It seems like every other commercial's a a, a, a pharmaceutical commercial. That's just I'm not sure crazy that many of all of the, you know look at how many companies we have now producing video content for TV. I mean you're you're old enough to remember growing up with three or four channels, right? You got to oh, yeah. be close, yep. close. Um, had, to get a, had to get up and change them. Yeah, exactly. I, I was um, I was a senior in high school when we got cable TV for the first time when it was available. So uh, up until that point, we had three or four channels. You look around now at all these channels and all these companies producing content, and they all pay for it by commercials. I mean, even the subscription services, many times you're still getting commercials somewhere. I, I believe that about half of this stuff, maybe more, would disappear if it wasn't for pharmaceutical advertising. Absolutely. I believe that, too. And I know I've said this many, many times, but this is kind of a shocking statistic, in my opinion. There are only two countries in the world that allow that. And we're one of them. New Zealand's the other one. There are only two countries in the world where you will see pharmaceutical drugs advertised. Absolutely. And um, that's that's one of the biggest problems. And then I think. Yeah. And, and you, could, you know, everybody goes, everybody goes to the doctor and tells them what they need. Instead yeah. Of yeah. Trying to get diagnosed the right way. And that's one problem. Here's the other problem. The other problem is because the pharmaceutical companies have so much money and they can spend it all on advertising. They control the media. There's no doubt in my mind that nobody exerts more control over the media than the pharmaceutical industry does. It's because it's, that's where the, pharm- the media gets all their money. Right. Money, money makes the rules. Money, right. money controls everything, and that's where it's I, at right now. I, I am not a big fan of government regulation at all. So I hesitate to say I, I wish the government would just do away with this. I hate to say that because I, I don't believe the government is the answer to much of anything. But, boy, it's tempting to just say we could put a real hurting on the pharmaceutical industry if they weren't allowed to advertise anymore. Yep, yep absolutely. And um, so speak, uh, speaking of parents, I do want to report that uh, my in-laws, more than, more than, my, more than my parents, um, because my doc, my my dad's eighty one. He he never goes to the doctor, and he's going to have uh, cataract surgery here in a couple of weeks. And they were like, "All right, well, we need a list of everything he's on." Uh, I was like, "Well, that's short. That's a short list because he ain't ever, you know he didn't take anything. Doesn't take ibuprofen, nice. nice. Cat, you know anything like that." that. And they they were they were flab they were flabbergasted. Well, it's that, almost that's... like they were chomping at the bit to get him in there. Oh, we need to get him in there to see this. <laughs> you know. So they sent us. They sent this over to his primary care. We're like, you don't have one. Well, why not? Because he doesn't have symptoms. Yeah. And they were like, well, you got to go see a primary care before you can get. So see, there's another thing and, you know, that that's- part of the brainwashing here. Why do I need a doctor? I don't need a doctor. If something happens, there are places I can go. I can go to the emergency room. I could go to a clinic. Other than that, why do I, why as an adult do I need a doctor? I've never had one, but every time I go to get some sort of medical care, 
and they ask for your primary care doctor and I say don't have one, they don't know how to deal with that. Yep. Isn't that sad? I don't have a lawyer either. Why would I need one? Yeah, people, people need to see the whole big machine working that's, that's just broken. Yeah, I horribly broken. broken. And working and it, you know, whatever. But, well, I got off on a tangent. What I wanted to report was on the other side. My wife's parents, they go to the doctor all the time. They you know, can't, can't change their mind. They came over from the old country, and they go to the doctor all, all the time. But my wife's been going with them lately, and they, they seem the doctors are seem to be more open to skipping something new and going with, you know, uh, a better diet rather than just like, you know, my wife will correct them. Hey, they need to be eating this and I'm trying to get them to eat this. And they're like, yeah, yeah, keep doing that. And we'll, we'll see how it is. And yeah. so that's been getting better up here, up here in the Northeast, which is one of the worst, right. you know, systems, you know, ate up systems that are, that yeah. are up, going on up there. But what I, what I wanted to call in and, uh, or was uh, the the soaps that you got in the store? Yeah, the uh, the porcupine, the healthy the porcupine. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. Well, uh, I went into your store to get them, and they were out of stock. And I and I went looking for them, and they actually they're right here in my backyard in Concord, New Hampshire. Right. So right. I got some. I got some. Um, and these soaps are unbelievable. What I'm most impressed with, I didn't think there was going to be a lather I, to them, um, I, because they're you know it's tallow and nothing in there said they were going to lather up but i you know i tried them man i'll tell you what i use them as shampoo and it just lathers right up it's better than shampoo it's so funny you talk about that because i was always under the impression that lather comes from some of these chemicals that they put into soap that we don't really want in there and that it was a marketing thing there's even a big story behind this it was a marketing thing people figured out that if it, whether it's toothpaste or soap or shampoo or whatever, if it lathers more, people think it works better. And that was just a big marketing thing. And then all all of a sudden, all soaps would lather, no big deal. I expected that these really natural soaps, and this soap has almost no ingredients. I, there's almost nothing in right. this. I thought, like you, well, this stuff isn't going to lather good. If you're in the shower and you pick up the bar, it almost like it starts lathering in your hand before you do anything. Yeah. And it's, yep. and, and it's got do, like what? And doesn't that lather feel really good? It, it's really silky yeah, it's and than, creamy. And yeah, it's that beef tallow. I love this soap, by the way. It's just crazy good stuff. Yeah, I got, I got one. I got one uh, for my wife without the essential oils. In it, and it's just uh, tallow and uh, what's it? Olive oil? Uh, yeah, I think so. There's another oil. It's just, in just it. really, yeah. really simple and, uh, stuff. And that's pretty much that's pretty much all it is. But uh, that was my, that was like the last piece to being uh, you know everything you know natural. The deal nice. that I got from good um, Primal. Yeah, and I got um, now you know the soap. I was I was using another um, natural soap before, but the shampoo is what I struggled with because I got you know. Thanks to my father, I got full head of yeah. long hair, and right. um, that was the last thing I was using regular shampoo. So when I found these, I was like, "Man, that, that's this is, this is crazy." So everybody's got to try that. Yeah. Uh, touching on the delivery thing, the only not the only thing that comes in on time anymore is your stuff from your store. <laughs> Amazon will tell me, "Yep, it's going to be here uh, two days. You're going to get it." And then you know, it's always uh, not always, but a lot of times, it, it's always like a day later. Ooh, I, my my delivery times on on stuff that I'm ordering on the internet now are worse than they were 20 years ago. 
I don't understand Sometimes, that. Yeah. What what happened? We all we heard about for years was the final mile. We're going to revolutionize the final mile. You're going to get things delivered to your front doorstep in it with a drone within an hour. I mean, that's what everybody was talking about. Well, look, I don't care if the drone thing ever happens. Uh, I'm fine getting stuff in one or two days. I, I'm fine getting stuff in five days. Honestly, I don't need it here that fast. But you set an expectation. I ordered something. You told me it's going to be here on this date. I planned for it to be here on this date. It, now it's not here. And not only is it not here, it, it, it's not going to be here today, I kind of doubt. And it might be another five days, they're telling me. Why? The package is in Portland. Hell, I should just drive down there and get it. Right. That's the most that's the most frustrating part. You know, they tell you uh, one day and then it's on its way. And next thing you know, it's all oh, it might be lost. Right. And then you get a but, refund and then it, then it shows up. And, that's the best case scenario. Right and look, once in a while, no big deal, really. But it, it, it seems like almost every order now does not show up on the date they originally tell me. And then I get this week long range where it might show up. Yep. Yeah, that's 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 got to go. That's that's the most frustrating part right there. Actually, is the yeah seven day gap somewhere it, in there. Right, right. That, that doesn't work for some people. <laughs> and I'm just trying to figure out why. Wouldn't you think that after all the the hectic, crazy stuff going on in the last three years, now that the economy's slowing down, it my thought was. Look, I don't really want the economy to slow down. I don't want to be in a recession. But if I am, I at least want to look forward to something. And one of the things I was looking forward to, not just delivery stuff, service. I, I, I have about 30 projects that I could use done around this house or the other property. or And there are things I can do, but I only have so much time. I can only get to so many. We got a lot of stuff going on. I really thought, boy, once this economy slows down, I'm actually going to be able to get people to come out here and work again. Doesn't seem to be the case, though. I don't understand why. Now, I was going to say, is that because they're too busy, you know, catching up? I don't know. On, on things I, that were shut down? or I, I, I don't know. Everybody seems to be laying people off. There's a lot of layoffs going on. Things are really, really slowing down. I, I get that it might take you a while to catch up, but something should have gotten better by now. And it seems to be getting worse. Yeah, I got some projects around the house. I got I got to get done. I got to put a front door and stuff. But I'll let you know how I make out with that. Yeah, with that stuff. Yeah, I, and I Nothing get makes it sense I, anymore. I, I I live in a more rural area by choice, and I, I've always just dealt with that. But again, I expected it to get better. Logically, in my mind, it should be getting better, and yet it's not. Yeah, yeah. Well, one more uh, one one more thing I wanted to. Uh, <laughs> to mention, I went yeah. and got a two-year card the other day, um, and uh, I went in there and doing my thing, and I actually just got, I just got glasses. I bought this this vision for in the last year. I know. I was like, no, no, I, I don't know. need, I don't need glasses. I don't need glasses. <laughs> I ended up, I ended up getting them. I actually go to the VA, but the VA never works on my schedule, so I said, you know what? I just went down the street, paid a hundred something bucks for the exam, hundred and yeah. ten bucks or whatever for some glasses, and and called it good. I'd rather do that than insurance and everything, but. Anyway, so I ended up with glasses. I was able to get a two-year card without the glasses, but without the glasses on. Right. Um, and I went in there, and the guy and and the, the guy doing the exam is like, "You see a doctor regularly?" Like, 
<laughs> what's it any of your what's it any of your business buddy? exactly I, I, am i in shape to drive a truck what? or not right? you signed a piece of paper and zip your mouth he's like, oh you should be able to get oh you're 40 45 now almost 46 you should be getting this and this and this i'm like that don't sound like a good time at all why why would i do that right you know i feel nothing and no symptoms well, yeah, gotta watch I, out. They're they're I, they're, they're everywhere. Like, they, just sign a piece of paper. I'm healthy to drive a truck. Yeah, you're. I'm sure he was pushing you towards a bunch of medical screenings, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that's what they were. Like, yeah, uh, you're gonna need a, a, a prostate exam. You're gonna need a uh, uh, what's the the scope thing? Uh, I, I, all that's of what that. I couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That that's another one. The, the whole I, I've talked about this. Boy, you want to talk about getting pushback from people? They they have done such an amazing job of brainwashing people into believing that they need all these medical screenings, and here's how they do it. I, I, I it, it's pretty obvious now. You see tons of testimonials about these things. Oh, my God, my sister would have died from cancer, but she caught it early. Well, well wait a minute. Yeah, right. We have no idea whether your sister would have died from cancer or not. You can't say that. We have, we, our body gets cancerous cells all the time. Every day, all of us have some. Isn't our body fighting all the time to replace cells? We, we now know that our immune system is what defeats cancer. The immune system sees cancerous cells, cleans them up, kills them. We move along. It's a common occurrence. So we don't know that that this cancer that this screening found would have ever become anything or not. We can't know that. And then people say, well, but why not just find out early then? Well, the reason is because of all the downsides to all this screening that nobody ever talks about. What happens the first time you go in for a cancer screening and, and whatever it is, whether it's a prostate exam or a whatever, and they say, oh, we think we see something. It, would that be a stressful event? Yep. Yes, it would Absolutely. be. And now the next step that they're going to send you to is going to be more invasive. So most of these screenings are not all that invasive, although some are. Um, I don't know why I can't think of the... I know, because <laughs> that one's pretty damn invasive. That one can kill you, by the way. A colonoscopy. You can die from a colonoscopy. I'm not going to say it's common, but it happens. It is. It is possible. You can. I, I had a sister who, during a colonoscopy, had her intestines punctured. It didn't kill her, but that's still pretty mm. serious stuff. All those things happen. So the next step after you go through that free screening, why are they always free too, by the way? So just because these companies care so much about us that, 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 that they're just willing to know, they know that that's not the end. They'll do the first one free because the whole point is to get you into the system because the next one isn't free and the next one is more invasive. But once you go to that screening and they tell you there's a chance you have cancer, you're going to do everything they tell you to do now. Fear is a, is a very powerful oh, motivator. Very, the, probably the most powerful. You're right. And that's what they do. Yep. They put the fee. You've got cancer. They know how to use you it. might have cancer. We need to do another test. So there's yep. huge downsides to these programs. But boy, people get yep. really, really emotional about this one. Yep, they do. Well, I hate to end the call on a, on that, on a negative note. But I don't know. I, things are looking up. <laughs> You know, the doctors, yeah. I believe, are moving towards a more 
you know, listening to the patient if they want to do something natural yeah. diet or hey, cleaner diet hey, rather than. So. Yeah, here's my way to end on a positive note. Uh, I, I, I'm not very positive for the system overall. I, I'm not. I, I think the pharmaceutical companies have way too much control. This is getting worse instead of better. That's negative. Here's the positive. I am now so optimistic and so confident that if you know what you're doing and you're willing to do a little bit of the hard work, that you can be outrageously healthy, even more than I thought. I mean, we start to believe that all these things are just common and they're going to happen to us. And this is going to happen as we age. And, and the truth is, all of that is bullshit. We can be outrageously healthy and strong and vigorous and vibrant right up until the day we fall over in our 90s. I absolutely believe that now. And that's good news. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never and expected more people are, are, are pushing back. Yeah, so. I never expected to be this healthy at 60. And I don't see any reason why I can't be just this healthy at 70. Right. Yeah. So there is good news. Just right. not for the masses. Yeah, we'll stay optimistic. That's right. All right, AJ. <laughs> All right, good thanks, stuff. We'll Talk to you soon. Let's. Uh, Let's go from the East Coast all the way out to the West Coast in San Diego. Mark, welcome. Hey, Kevin. So I wanted to talk to you about peptides. Peptides. What about peptides? Peptides, yes. So isn't Wagovi and these other weight loss medications a form of peptides? Uh, yeah, they are. Um, and so I understand that there's a good peptide as opposed to a bad peptide what's the difference and where does the where is the line drawn in regards to that uh well give me an example of, of what you've seen that might be a good peptide well i can't right off the top of my head unless i do a little bit more research because i was just focused on the peptide itself what is it you know where what is a peptide? peptide? Yeah, that that's where this is going to confuse a lot of people because uh, it, we need a chemistry lesson here or, or a biology lesson. Uh, peptides are, how do I want to say this? Common. There's lots of them. It, it, they, they are put into the group of peptides because they all act in a similar way. Um, so, so that's the first thing we have to realize that just because that this whole new group of drugs is a peptide or is using an action of a peptide doesn't make it good or natural. That, that's the first thing we need to realize. Just, just because peptides can be completely natural doesn't mean that that makes this a good thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah. our body makes peptides. Do you know what amino right. acids are? Amino acids, yes. Amino acids. With our meat. Are the, get it with our meat. <laughs> well, let's even get more specific. Amino acids are what make up proteins. Yes. Amino acids are also what make up peptides. If you put amino acids in a specific string together, you can create a protein. If you put them together in a different way, you can create a peptide. That sounds really natural. Our body okay. makes it. Well, right. hell, our, our body makes opioids too. Our body makes all kinds of stuff. But, but just because our body makes opioids, is it a good idea to take them in as a drug? 
Right. No, it's not. This is the same thing. Just because our body makes peptides does not mean that because these drugs have peptides or peptide-like actions, that makes them good. No. No, this is a corruption of the whole peptide process. And I've talked about this before. Hormones are outrageously powerful in our body. Um, you know, we, we put all this emphasis on vitamin D, like vitamin D is this crazy good thing, and it is. It, it does a lot of stuff in our body. Uh, most people believe now we should have never called it a vitamin. It is a hormone, much more powerful than, than vitamins or minerals or um, hormones or powerful substances in our body. Um, they control certainly everything about our weight is determined by hormones, not calories. Like we, we've always thought it's calories in, calories out. No, that has almost nothing to do with anything. Weight is determined by hormones. That's what these drugs do. They impact hormones. They are, this one impacts the hormone that controls appetite. So these drugs are working in two primary ways. They're affecting the hormone that tells you you're either hungry or you're not. And then they slow down digestion in the stomach. They make the food sit in your stomach longer. That's one of the big problems because these drugs will destroy your digestion. Remember, we talk about this all the time. Digestion is a north-south process. Starts in the brain, goes to the mouth, then the stomach, then the pancreas, the liver. Although we, we've talked about this, we've outlined it many times. And what we've always said is if you disrupt any step in the process, the rest of the process is compromised. So one of the ways we, we all compromise our digestion every day now is we eat when we're stressed, don't we? I mean, yeah, pretty much. But if only everybody put butter in their coffee, they wouldn't be hungry at all. <laughs> exactly. And, and we know why, because eating fat affects those same hormones that these drugs affect. They affect the hormones yeah. around appetite and satiety, but we're doing it in a natural way. We're doing it not just natural, the way the body evolved. Our hunter-gatherer ancestors yeah. ate fat. They prized fat. Fat was the most important. Now, they didn't understand all the reasons why, but they prized it was fat. Natural. Right. And they prized fat because it was good for us, really good for us in a lot of ways. It, it helped regulate all these things. When we took all the fat out of our diet is when all of our health problems started. Now we're trying to I use agree. drugs to do what butter will do. I mean, if we want to be that simple, if you want to... So is there a good... Is, are is there, there good, good peptides? peptides? Like, yes, but here's my take on this. I'm not a big fan of a bunch of supplements with a bunch of specific peptides trying to affect hormones. Get your peptides from your food. Your body will make all the peptides you need. What are the peptide? Is it just where do you get the peptides from the food? Is it meat? Is it well? Well, like where is it? Remember, Fish, dairy, it, eggs. That peptides are built from amino acids. What is the only food group okay. that has complete amino acids? Meat. Animal products, Dairy, eggs. plant products yeah. do not have complete amino acid profiles. Okay, got you. Got it. Yeah. Okay. I was just trying to understand because, yeah. you know, I read places that peptides are 
good and, and read that these Wagovi is, you know, a peptide and yeah, I got you. Yeah, okay. You know, here, here, it back down to what's natural. Correct. You know, here, here's a here's a, a kind of a statement I just saw. Lab made peptides can mimic some of those found in your body. Some of them are used in medications for conditions ranging from diabetes to MS. Wow. But again, we're taking something that the body should already be producing on its own. Why do we have to mimic that and make them in a lab? Right. Well, I'll tell you why. Because when we don't eat the proper diet, our body doesn't produce the proper peptides. Yes. But the answer is not to then go oh. let some lab produce them because we know that doesn't work. They become toxic pharmaceutical drugs at that point with all kinds of side effects. Yeah. The answer is to give your body the nutrition so it can make its own peptides. Absolutely. Does that all make more sense now? Yes, it does. I just had to have the conversation with you. Good, good. <laughs> uh, Kevin, Kevin, I appreciate you. I got to get in the shower. And um, Are you going to turn yeah, it cold? for everything you do. Am I what? Are you going to turn it cold at the end? Maybe. I don't know. It's pretty cold here in San Diego right now. <laughs> oh, come Man, on. I, it's too I, cold I, in San Diego. Yes, it uh, is, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I appreciate your thing, and I do follow your diet, and I eat meat, fish, eggs, nuts, and seeds. That's what I do. Excellent. Excellent. I just had to have a clarity on the, the, the peptide thing. So. All right. Here, here, here's the thing. Uh, I, I, I'm going to start a new trend. I'm going to start charging for my advice. You ready? <laughs> yeah. You, you owe me 15 seconds of a cold shower today. Just 15 seconds. Okay. All right. I got Deal. you. I'll give you that. All and right. I'll buy, from, I'll buy from your store. Excellent. I love that. Thanks. Yes. All right. take, have a good day. Take care. All right. Uh, I've got another call. Phones are a little light today. If you want to jump in and join us, now would be the time. Um, we've only got about 10 minutes left in the hour. So uh, if we don't get any calls, I might just wrap up today. Uh, I've got a lot going on. Good stuff. Good stuff. We've got a lot of big projects we're working on. The software I talked about earlier. Um, can't say too much about this yet. It's not 100%. Um, I really want to do it. There's a couple more things that have to happen. Um, we may be doing a fairly big program at Louisville this year. Kind of excited about that. It's possible it's not going to happen. It's not 100% yet. Uh, and we're, we're, we're scrambling because we're not that far away. So if we are going to do something big, uh, I'm already working on the project as if it's going to happen. I have to or I wouldn't have enough time. Um, hopefully, by the end of this week, I, I should know. Um, and, and then we'll start talking more about what it is and uh, how you can get involved in that kind of thing. So let's, uh, let's go to Minnesota. Brandy, um, we just heard that it was too cold in San Diego. What's it like in Minnesota today? 25. Uh, that sounds a little colder but than San Diego to me. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of days or they're supposed to get way below zero. So this is balmy. Yeah, I'm, that's right. Compared to yesterday, though, it was real snowy. Yeah. Um, you can get a cold shower oh, hey. with a washing machine. Th thank you for the books. You're welcome. You're thank welcome. You. I, Very thoughtful. Unfortunately, your chicken's head were, were killed. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a, we're like, well. we're going to get more chickens. And, and the book will probably right. help me. I mean, one of the things we have to figure out um, that a lot of people don't have to deal with, 
we have a tremendous amount of predators. I mean, we have we have bobcat, we have panthers, we have bears, we have fox, we have coyote, we have uh, you name it. I mean, we eagles, hawks, chicken hawks. We've got just about every predator that goes after chickens, and they're all right there. I mean, they're 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 there all the time. So we have got to fit. And I love the idea that the chickens just get to go out all day and run around and roam. I, I, but we've got to figure out, I don't know, maybe it's one of uh, um, Joel well, Salatin's designs for the, the mobile chicken coop kind of idea where, where you let them move around or you move them around, but you keep them protected. I mean, we've really got to take a step back and say, Yes, I want to have chickens here, but I, I do not want to be replacing my chickens every three months. Right, yeah. Well, that's why I thought with the Indians uh, suggesting that this book was actually in their catalog. It's like, oh, this would probably yeah. be good for you. Yeah. Well, and I, I thought, wow. Yeah, thank you for that. I heard the story about your, your chickens <laughs> dying. But yeah, I, anyway, uh, and then you were talking about the showers, and it was sort of a joke. But, you know, every now and then you get a go to a truck stop and then the washing machine clicks on and then you get a cold shower. You didn't plan on it, but you get one. And, uh, yeah, I, I remember that well from all the military, um, barracks I, I spent time in. Um, you either got the freezing shower when somebody flushed the toilet or turned something else on, or you got scalded one of the two. And it's, and it's still today. It, yeah. it hasn't changed. Um, so I invest I'm investing in people and, and with Cardio Miracle and Berberine. And if somebody says a positive thing, I will continue to do it. Good. I have one guy Good. that I've been doing this with. I've called your show. Um, and on one of my 34, because I, I, I thought you could only get a, a continued glucose monitor from Canada. And you had, you, know, you had to live there to get it or you had somebody to send it. So I just thought, well, maybe somebody on eBay actually might want to sell it. But I, I was surprised that looking up continued glucose monitor for sale, I was just blown away. All the places that actually sell it to the undiabetic. And I came across a kit uh, to uh, from Diabetic uh, Warehouse out of Florida. And this is like 589 And this is why I'm calling because it seems that it only lasts for 90 days and you throw the whole thing away. It's like, is that true? Because um, that's a little expensive to invest in somebody's... I mean, I don't mind the card of Miracle and Berberine. Well, well, he, he loves it, but wait I really a minute. want are to you, make sure. Are you talking about the CGM itself? Yes. You yes. throw those away every two weeks. Uh, well, this one has a sensor and then transmitters with the patches, and the, according to the site, it says it only lasts for 90 days. It's like, well, that, wow. My guess I is... I something well, you could keep. Well, well, hold on. My guess is that their 90 days is just their program in that 90... Unless something has changed just recently, and that's always possible, but here's the way the program has worked forever, unless something has changed. All the CGMs on the market... There are three that I've looked at. I, I, there may be some more out there. I don't know. We have the two medical um, CGMs, and uh, I've drawn a blank on both of them right now. Um, those are primarily only diabetic. You go to your doctor. You convince your doctor to give you a prescription for them, and you get a prescription. That's one way to get into the program. We partnered with Nutrisense 
because and nu- I saw their ad and yeah. I followed it. Yeah, NutriSense. It, it, it's similar, but what NutriSense did was say, "Look." You don't need to have a doctor. We are now allowed to prescribe these things online. You are technically getting a prescription from a doctor when you go through NutriSense. But you don't really have to go into a doctor's office and see him and and get all that done. But it doesn't matter how you get into the program. The three sensors are basically all the same. The software for each one is different, and it's the software that's kind of important. The sensors last two weeks. That's it. That's it. They're, they're disposable. You put it on. That, that's right. the thing that sticks to your body and is measuring the blood sugar. They last two weeks. All of them do. So their 90-day program, you would be getting six sensors. And every two weeks, you change the sensor out. What I'm telling most people is you're going to learn a ton in just two weeks with one sensor. And if, you, if, you're, if you're deliberate about it, you can learn everything you want to learn. Before you ever get the sensor and put it on, I would say sit down and make a list of all the things you want to know. I did. How does stress affect right. my blood sugar? How does weightlifting or resistance training affect my blood sugar? How does infrared sauna therapy affect my blood sugar? How does a cold shower affect my blood sugar? How does eating late at night? So I went through all the scenarios that I wanted to learn and I made a list of them. And then I just started deliberately doing those things while I was wearing a sensor. And you can learn a lot in two weeks. You can learn everything you need to know in a month. So for most people, if you're deliberate about this and you use this the way you should as a tool, a month will be more than enough. Here's what we've done with okay. this, though. Here's what the medical system has done with this. The medical system has taken a powerful tool that we could have learned all these things about how life, everything in life, how it all affects our blood sugar. Would that be important for a diabetic to learn all that stuff? Absolutely. Yes, but we don't do that. In the medical system, here's what they do. Oh, You're tired of sticking your finger all the time because your blood sugar hovers around 300 most of the time on two diabetic drugs. So instead, we're just going to make this easy for you. We'll give you a sensor. But nobody teaches anybody how to use the sensor to learn anything. Every single person I have dealt with that has a sensor has no idea how to use it. They don't test anything because nobody ever told them how to test anything. All it becomes is an easy way for them to know how much insulin they should take. That's all this has become. A lot of these, it, it, just check your monitor, and if your blood sugar is too high, take some more insulin. If it's too low, eat a candy bar. I mean, the advice around all this did not get better with this incredibly powerful tool. All we did was use this tool to make things easier for people. We just make it easier to be right. a diabetic when we could use this tool to make them not a diabetic. But we don't. Well, that's why I want to do it. I know. I, right. I want to do it, this. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it is a very, very powerful well, tool. I love had, CGMs. But I hate the way we're using them. You said, them. I think, last Wednesday or maybe the previous Wednesday that it, sometimes it takes 10 years before you realize that you're diabetic. He's thrilled about how he can go into a doctor and show him Cardio Miracle and Berberine, and they just don't believe him. Well, I want to get even further proof. We'll take the CGM and yeah. show these doctors. It's like, yeah, 
he really is getting these results. Excellent. And I was like, well, he doesn't live in Canada, but he also is one of these people. It's too much work. <laughs> we want the simple things. I know. And so as somebody who wants to invest in this, uh, I'm you, trying to help. You and know what? So I'm asking. You know what's too much work for me? What? Being sick and dependent on the medical care system. That is way too much oh, work absolutely. for me. Yeah. 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 I'd I much rather I'd much rather do the work I do so that I don't ever need them. Well, he listens to the show, so he'll be able to get this information. We'll Good. keep pressing Good. onward. Um, well, well, thank you, you for helping people your, like this. Your, of course, absolutely, thank you. absolutely. Thanks, Kevin. All right, and thank you for the books. Great stuff. Oh, absolutely. All right, right. take care. Have a great day. Let's uh, let's go to Mississippi. Nick, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin, real quick, your stretch protocol, the cold shower part of it. Uh, I, I know I've heard you say you start off hot and then switch over to cold. If you switch back to hot at the end, you still get the same benefits? Uh, you do. It will change things. I know some people who recommend actually going back and forth several times and, and certainly experiment, play around with that stuff. Um if you're going to experiment with things like that, I, I would say make sure you're measuring things so you know what kind of results you're actually getting. I mean, we can go by feeling sometimes, but the, the only reason I was able to build this stress protocol the way that I was was because of the Garmin watch. Had I not had this technology, I would not have been able to do this, or it would have been so outrageously expensive and time-consuming to try to get results. Um, so, so that was an important piece of this. I am all for people experimenting. I mean, that's what I did for two years. I, I tried stuff. I went and read, this is supposed to do this for your stress. Well, let me try it. Let me test it. I have this device that can measure it. I have three ways to know whether it's really benefiting me or not. And I did that. Now, does that mean I have the perfect stress protocol? No, I came up with stuff that works and is easy to do in the truck. That was my criteria. And I have four things. They're powerful. They work. They're all fairly easy to do in the truck. That doesn't mean we couldn't improve this. I'd love to see people test other ideas. Maybe there is some benefit to going back and forth, or maybe there's not. Maybe there's a downside to it. I don't know. I, I haven't tested those things enough. I, I can't imagine that it... it it's, it's certainly not going to be bad for you to do that. While you're in the cold itself, that three or four minutes, that, that's kind of the time we want to work up to. More than four minutes probably isn't going to give you a physical benefit. Uh, Wim Hof talks about why he stays in the cold for an hour or why he always pushes that time. It has nothing to do with physical benefits. He said at that point, once you get past the four minutes of cold, now what you're working on is your mental stamina and toughness. Being able to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, Don Mann, the Navy SEAL, did, a, did his entire um, keynote presentation on that topic of getting comfortable being uncomfortable. So if you want to do more and you want mental toughness, you could do more cold. Um, while you're in that cold for those four minutes, you're getting benefits. And nothing about going to hot would take those benefits away. 
Um, it opens up all of your capillaries and arteries and, and it improves blood flow. So it's good for your heart. It's good for your immune system. It's good for your stress levels. We know all of that. You're, you're going to be shivering during that time. Shivering tells us we're getting a benefit. There's actually a health benefit to shivering. We're activating brown fat, which is something different. And most of us in modern life never activate our brown fat. So all of those benefits occur in that four minutes. Uh, so to go to hot after that really doesn't negate those. Maybe it minimizes a little bit, but, it, but if you're doing regular cold showers and then switching to hot, I don't see a problem with that at all. Okay. Uh, yeah, fixing the head up into the sub-zero temperatures and there being you able to finish in hot would make that a whole lot more enjoyable. Yeah, <laughs> something to look forward to. Here's what I will tell you. Um, you know, in my mind, I, that sounds good, too, because I, I find that once I get used to this, that I look forward to that feeling. I, I do. And I, I would not want to go back to hot and stop that. Once I've done that cold and I turn it off, that's when I get all the, the good feelings, I feel energized. I feel alive. And, and the pain's gone now. I'm not in the cold anymore. I may still be cold, but usually not. And, and here's why. I tend to only do my cold shower after the rest of my protocol. So the rest of my protocol is all me being really hot. I start off by doing my breathing, and the, the breathing actually heats my body up. I, I don't feel cold while I'm doing it. I almost feel hot or overheated. Then I go into, um, well, actually, I do my breathing in the infrared sauna now. So I'm really, really hot when I'm doing the breathing because I'm also doing it in the, in the sauna part of the protocol. And then I get out of that and I go to the resistance training, which makes me really hot. Then I get in a hot shower. So I'm, I'm almost looking forward to that cold once I get used to it. And I, I like that feeling of my body's really hot on the inside, but now it's really cold on the outside. I, I wouldn't want to go back okay. to hot. But in the beginning, when I'm yeah, not used I, to it, yeah, that hot sounds really good at the end. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I was doing some of the stress protocol stuff because of high blood pressure, but I seem to have gotten that under control. Um, good. What, good. What, uh, what, what other uh, negative effects does the stress have on your, on your body other than the high blood pressure? I'm sure there's a lot. It's oh, Oh, the big one in today's world is stress is what really, really compromises our immune system. Oh. You know, we, we talk about cold and flu season, and we always kind of make it about the weather. Well, m many, many parts of the world during what we call cold and flu season aren't cold. We're not cold enough that it would... It, in, in, if the idea is... You know, because it's so cold, everybody's all inside and germs are going to spread easier. And I, I get all that. But I lived in Florida for 14 years. It's the opposite. In the wintertime is when you open up the house. Summertime, you've got it all locked down and air conditioned and you stay in air conditioned buildings because it's hot all the time. Wintertime is when I looked forward to opening up the windows and the doors and riding in the car with the windows down because the weather's nice. But yet it's still cold and flu season in Florida. So it's not the weather. Well, what is it? Well, one of the things we've determined, not only is it cold and flu season, it's holiday season. 
starts with Thanksgiving, then Christmas, then New Year's. I mean, it, it, and, and what do we do during that time? We eat a bunch of food that's not good for us. We drink a lot more alcohol. We stay up late. We don't get as much sleep. And we wonder why everybody gets sick. It's not the weather. It's our lifestyle changes during that time. Does that make right. sense? So when you expose yourself to a lot of cold, like, for example, I was home over the break and it turned cold. And I had a bunch of work I had to do outside on this trailer and, and I was very uncomfortable for a long time, but I just pushed through it because I needed to get it done. Yeah, that's well, good for I you. I got sick. So, <laughs> so obviously I overstressed <laughs> my body and lowered my immune system. Is that what happened? Yes, yes. But the, the, right. And that's a good point. Everything in the immune or the stress protocol is designed to increase your stress level. That's the point of it. We call right. it use stress. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, we we give you lots of stress for a short period of time controlled. It's like lifting a weight. When we lift a weight, we are tearing our muscle apart. That's the pain you're feeling. Your muscle fibers are tearing and you feel the pain. Well, then when that muscle rebuilds, it rebuilds bigger and stronger. But you can overtrain. We talk about this. Almost everybody does overtrain. They still build muscle, so they think it's working, but you could build more muscle with a lot less time if you didn't overtrain. Now, there's an analogy right. there. You overtrained your body on the cold exposure, which is very, very stressful, and you hadn't done the hard work of building that stress muscle first so you weakened your stress muscle enough that your immune system faltered and you got sick right you know here it's like thinking that the average american who eats a poor diet and gets very little activity could go out and run a marathon today if they tried and they just said look i'm just tough enough i'm going to push through all the pain they're not going to finish the marathon and they're going to do a ton of damage to their body, right? Right. If we think we can put ourselves into these really stressful situations and and not possibly get sick because our immune system is so compromised, we're we're just wrong. We got to go build that stress muscle just like we would have to build our physical muscles before we could go do something like that. You know, Wim Hof was able to run... A half marathon. That's what, like 13.1 miles? A half marathon, I think it's 13.1 miles. In his bare feet, in shorts and no shirt, halfway up Mount Everest. Wow. Yeah. What do you think that would do to most of us? First of all, most of us probably wouldn't get a couple hundred yards, much less 13 miles. But if we, if we were just so mentally tough, we pushed through, we would just do a bunch of damage to our body. Well, why doesn't it damage his body? Because he's prepared himself for this. Right. Does that all make Good sense? Stuff. All right. Good stuff. Thanks for the call. Let's, um, let's go to Massachusetts again. Todd, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. How does it? Good. What's on your mind hey, today? Um, well, um, one of the things that that last caller, before I move on to uh, cucumbers and heat shock proteins, one of the thing raised, one of the did a little hell raised by um, the stress is the cortisol, which you know I've struggled with, and it's you know it raises hell throughout the body, including the blood sugar and blocking weight loss and 
And so that's just one other part of, of the well, stress. And, yeah, well, and part of my protocol is why I talk about the watch all the time. That's how we would measure cortisol in essence because we're, we're not going to actually be able to measure cortisol while you're doing all this stuff. But cortisol is what causes your stress level to go up. That's why the Garmin watch was so important to me. I could measure things like that in real time. Now, I'm not necessarily measuring the cortisol levels in my body, but I know as my stress level goes up, it went up because my cortisol levels increased. Oh, I thought it was the other way around. I thought the stress increased, but I don't know if it matters. So I thought the it, it, stress increased the correct, cortisol. Correct. So what I'm saying is as okay. I watch my stress level go up, I know my cortisol level is going up with it. Yeah, yeah, and that. That to me has been, well, I found out, you know, from you and from reading that that was a big part of my, uh, you know, is, remains to be. Here's, uh, you, I think we've figured out that, that the odds are you have some organic reason for all of this stress, like a, a, a mold what? toxin or, or something like that. Uh, we can also have crazy high levels of stress from life events. One of the hardest cases I have found is somebody who is just naturally high stress anyway. Maybe they're like a type A personality. They push really hard at work. They, they just they push the limits of everything. And they're, they're always on that kind of boundary of being overstressed. And that's common in our world today. Not normal, but it's common. We have all these stressors that build up. Now, these people are right on the edge, and some of them have been there for years. And you can look and see the results in their life. They probably have more trouble gaining weight. They're probably not sleeping all that great. They probably do get sick a little more often. What happens then is they have a major stressful life event. They lose a job, they go through a divorce, a close family member, friend dies, something really stressful, and it pushes yeah. them over the edge. And we have identified people, lots of them, that have been in that place for years. And getting them out of there is one of the hardest things I've found now. It requires pretty intensive effort of two things. One, we have to work hard to minimize all those stressors in their life. We, we got to take away every stressor we can find and still live because we all have to, you know, go through life and do all those things. We have to really work hard to take away all the stressors we possibly can. Then we have to work very focused to build their stress resilience without overworking them. And the only way I know to do that is to measure it daily. And honestly, I, I, I almost have to work with somebody one-on-one, -on -one and then I still may not succeed at that, getting them out of that hole. And until we get them out of that hole, we can't build that stress muscle. In fact, if they kept doing my stress protocol, things could get worse. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to do it when you're already stressed or you already physically feel like, mm, I don't know if I should do it, and you probably shouldn't it, do it. And, and here's the way we would measure this. So, one, we can watch the instant stress while we're doing these things, and at that point, we want our stress level to go through the roof. I want my stress level up in the 90s on the watch while I'm doing the resistance, the breathing, the 
the infrared, the cold shower. I want my stress level between 90 and 100 the whole time I'm doing that. Then what I want to see is that stress level come way back down to almost nothing when I'm done. And at that point, that's when my body is rebuilding and will get stronger. So that's what I want to watch for during the time I'm doing this and every day while I'm doing it. The other number I need to monitor is my HRV. And I want that HRV to be climbing at least weekly, if not daily. Now, we're going to have some setbacks. Our HRV is going to go up one day, and then it may go down, and then it may go up, and then it may go down. But at least weekly, we would like to see our HRV a little higher this week than it was last week. And as long as that number keeps going up, then we're doing this exactly right, and we will fix things. But if our HRV starts yeah. going down, now what you know is you're overtraining or you're overdoing these things, and we've got to back off somewhere. Like uh, going back a few sentences, it's, uh, it's like the elimination diet for stress. You just eliminate. That's a good. Uh, that's a good can, analogy. Yep. You know, and and then add some uh, some I'll call it low resistance things. So. So I, there's vitamin G and vitamin G1, right? So one is, to me, vitamin G, uh, the first one would be grounding, and the second one would be gratitude. Those are easy things to do. And if you try, if you stick at it, and, and this is the hardest thing for me to do is, is to actually stick at it, and you can get a physical sensation similar to butterflies, but not in the same location when you do the gratitude. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really powerful, and... and you know, my stress is way down. My anger is gone, and uh, you know, for the very large part. Good. And, um, Good. Uh, but I, so I, but that that whole grounding thing. I really wanted to to mention amino acids, but the whole grounding thing. Um, you know, I've been doing some reading, and I'm I'm going to be writing down it. It's I think there's five different things. I can't begin to name them without my notes. But so grounding is responsible for fifty percent of all of this. Um, balancing your electrical, the body's electrical, right. I think they call it electrical potential with the earth. And there's five other ways or modalities the body does it. And my working theory is that they're completely taxed without, so say there's five things and they're all doing 5% and was that 25? No, say they're doing 10% and that's 50%. And the other yeah. 50% would be grounding. This is just my theory based on my reading. Okay. But, um, so I, was like, I was like, how do you get on in life if you're, if you're never grounded? And so there are at least five other ways the body does it. And, um, but I think that's a, an important part of any stress protocol. Yeah, amino acids. So Harvey Diamond, I don't know if that name rings any bells, but he came out with a book called Fit for Life. And I read it around 98 or 99. And it was a, really responsible for my later becoming a raw vegan and my steadfastness in that, no, this is right because in lots of vegetables, there's many of the amino acids, but if I recall, a cucumber with the skin, you know, would be an organic one in your own soil. And that, so I think the number was 23 amino acids. So I was convinced, you know, if a silverback gorilla, you know, is 800 pounds, it could skip a 200-pound ma- man Hold across on. the street like a Hold on. Let, you know, I was like, let, okay. I, I, I'm going to address you know, that one because that gets used all the time. Um, first off, why would we compare ourselves to a gorilla? Um, I mean, yeah, I get that. But but do, do okay if we're going to compare ourselves to a gorilla and try to mimic their results, are we willing to sit around and eat plant matter for about six to eight hours a day? 
Because <laughs> that's what well, they do. I tried. That's what they do. That, that, that's yeah. their natural diet. And, and yes, they're strong. So what? Ants are really strong, too. I think ounce for ounce, ants are way stronger than gorillas. Why, why don't we mimic what ants do then if we want to be strong? If that, see, that logic doesn't work. It, most, yeah. of the animals, most of the animals that eat the way they tell us to graze on plant matter all day long are all big and fat, aren't they? Right. Cows? Yeah. Hippos? Yeah. Elephants? Yep. They're all what we would look at and go, obese. Look, they're really huge. Well, so what? They're elephants. That's how they're supposed to be. They know what to eat. We are the only ones right. too stupid to know what we're supposed to be eating. But I don't want to eat like a gorilla. I don't want to have to spend a, six to eight hours a day eating plant matter. I was, I was, at, a, I was at a New Year's Eve party with, with a, really a table full of scientists. All of them have PhDs except for me. And, and the girl, one of the girls showed up and she was talking about she has a new dog. Actually, she has in three or four years now. And he's got some kind of problem. I forget what it was, um, but ears or uh, something going on. And, and I started to say, what? just, just asking questions. Why do you think it is that, that when people control animals, they get these metabolic diseases <laughs> and other weird things? And I, Kevin, they, she says to me with a straight face, she says, how do you know the animals in the forest don't have it? Are you kidding me? I just tapped out. Are you kidding me? I can't. And this woman earned a PhD from some college somewhere? Yeah, she's just biopharmaceuticals. Well, she doesn't sell them, but she's a cancer researcher. Oh, oh, she's a medical researcher. So how does she know whether somebody has cancer or not? I I don't, yeah, exactly. So why why can't we go out into the wild? take an animal, examine it, which we do all the time, and say, this animal's completely healthy and has no diseases. What do you mean, how do we know? What an ignorant I, statement. Yeah, yeah, and you're being charitable, because I just couldn't believe it, and I know her for a long time. I like her, I respect her, but I just, it just goes to show you the, the depth of the, Wait, the ignorance. Let, just say, let's forget overall know, health. Um, I, we can go out and find wild animals that have died, and their skeletal remains are still there, right? Yep. They have all their teeth with no cavities. Shouldn't that shock us? Yeah, it should. Yeah. What yeah, happens right. to what but, happens to most of our dogs with their dental health and their teeth or our cats? Yeah. It's horrible, so, yeah, right? It's so, like us. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. Yeah, but that doesn't happen it, in the wild. How, and how do we know that? We look at their teeth after they die. Come on. Sheesh. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I'd had the presence of mind to go into that, but I, it was a it was a you know it was a formal. That wasn't, yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, this is reminding me of another story about pets. And I, I've been wanting to share this with everybody out there because I know some of them, oh, everybody has pets. And, but I, I happen to have, we happen to have cats in, in the house. And, and one time we had a cat and it had, you know, I took it to a vet and it had like a, looked like a pencil eraser on her belly. And um, he called it cytomastoma, I think it was. And, you know, he wanted to cut it out. And, I had just come back from a, a holistic, um, I'll call it a medicine retreat in Roanoke, Alabama, and I just decided, decided to try something, and it just happened to be a mixture. I used of flax seeds and I think a little bit of sunflower seeds at that time, and that went away so fast. It, you, you have to see it to believe it. I yeah. have the photos somewhere, and I, I just did it again with another cat, and I did it over the phone a year or two ago with one of my sister's cats, 
and it works. So that's just something missing from their food. And flaxseed seems to be miraculous. Now, dogs obviously eat easier because cats, you have to be careful because they're so finicky. But anyway, I suggest people do that, get organic and grind it up and use it. It will cure a lot of maladies, um, is my suspicion, but cancer for sure. I wanted to, I wanted to ask you about, um, well, before I forget, uh, what about the, this you can say, Todd, oh my God, I'm going to have so much trouble with my phone system already. But could you do a, an X style thing with your show so you could have, you know, bring in a bunch of callers and we just sit there and we kibitz when, when we have, just like when we're on X? Yes. In fact, when we're not using phone lines, that that's one of the big challenges where we're, you know, we keep saying phone lines, but technically we're not using phone lines in our system. That's the challenge we're trying okay. to come up with. We're using voice over IP. IP is Internet protocol. So we're using voice okay. over IP, voice over the Internet, not voice over a phone line. And even though you're going to pick up your phone, you're going to touch something on your phone to talk to me, you're not using a phone line to do it. Uh, the quality's wow. better. It's more stable. Uh, those are the kind of things we're talking about. That's the technology that Spaces is built on. It looks like it's a giant conference call, but you didn't dial a phone number to get into a space, right? Yeah. You clicked a link on your phone. And all of a sudden, you're talking to everybody like it's a giant conference call, except there's no phone lines involved. That, that's the same technology we're building on. Okay. Now, secondary that's to that, easy. secondary to that, and this will not be in the first version, but it, we're building it already. All the pieces are in there. We're, not, we're just not done with that piece yet. This will also be a video platform. Oh. We could have a giant video call oh. together kind of the way I do my coaching calls now on Zoom. Zoom's built on that same technology. So we're building kind okay. of a hybrid of, of a, a call-in radio show, spaces, Zoom. We're, we're kind of using all those technologies. I will at some point probably start broadcasting live video of my show. I don't know why people like this, but they seem to. I mean, all you're going to do is watch me stand there and talk. But if we think about yeah, I'm it, not a fan, but, yeah. I, I, I'm not either. Um, I, I'm just as happy listening to the news as I am watching somebody tell it. But but people really I mean, think about it. Um, Tucker live Tucker's new. You know, he does a live show on X now. Well, all you're doing is watching yep. him sit there and talk just like we used to watch him when he was on Fox News. But for some reason, we like right. to watch people when they're talking. It, clearly, you get yeah. you get more listeners, you, you, all kinds of things. So. Um, it, we will probably be doing that, I don't know, before the end of this year, maybe sooner than that. Uh, we will be broadcasting a live video stream of our show, too. The biggest reason we're doing it, uh, we will live stream on, on um, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Rumble, and our own site. So, right, and that's a challenge. We're trying to build out a system that allows me to live stream to five different services all at once. And the biggest reason we're doing that is that will become our, 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 yeah, I'll get kicked off YouTube more than likely, um, which is fine because if they kick us off, no big deal. We'll have all the other ones anyway. So we are going to do it on YouTube and Facebook. And if we get kicked off, we get kicked off. 
We get deleted and censored. That's all right. Um, that is really our marketing plan going forward. The whole point of that is to bring new people in who don't know who we are. And video does a better job of that than audio. Too true. Yeah. You got a wild clip. You can post it on YouTube. You can slice it and dice it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, got, I got one really uh, one interesting thing that I want to run by you, a health thing. And then I'm curious about doxing. I learned what that term is, and I'm a little nervous about it. And I, so I changed how I appear on Twitter. And maybe I don't know if you, if you want to do that. Or I, I have something about heat shock proteins I wanted to run by you. So, yeah, the doxing is basically just finding somebody's personal information, address, phone number, private emails, whatever it might be, cell phone numbers, and, and posting them on the Internet so everybody can see them. It's typically done with a, a, a celebrity, somebody somebody knows, those kind of things, news people, celebrities, whatever, typical. But it, it's used all the time. Uh, well, there are these dangerous soy boy kind of trolls that, you know, I was on a space and I started to talk about grounding and one guy unmuted himself to, to just swear, swear at me and tell me, you know, it's like, dude, I'm not trying to sell you any anyway. <laughs> but then someone, after well, he left, someone told me about doxing and I was like, oh boy, I don't need, you know, they contact it, your employer. They, you know, they say you're a child molester or whatever they do. Well, basically this you know? is what Chris in Delaware did. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I mean. And so, yeah. Uh, does, it, does it behoove us to, to change our identities on Twitter so it's not... You know, people, people I, I get people warn me all the time. Oh, my God, I can't believe you put pictures up of your house and, and you don't even bother to delete all the metadata. They know exactly where that picture came from, latitude, longitude. I'm like, so what? I'm not hiding I'm not going to spend my life trying to hide my identity or where I am, or I, I'm not going to put 30 seconds worth of effort into that. If somebody wants it, okay. they're going to get it anyway. The amount of work that Chris and, and however many people were involved in that group, the amount of work they did was mind boggling to me. And, and I had to believe yeah. that no matter how hard I would have tried to hide from that, I wouldn't have been able to. They were that determined. So I'm not going to waste my okay. time. Here I am. Here's where I live. Here's what I do. When I travel, I post pictures every day. Here's where I am right now. Here's where I'm going tomorrow. I don't care. I'll, I'll deal okay. with it. And we did. We, we had to deal with it. For the most part, honestly, if I had to, to sum up the whole Chris in Delaware thing, for all the hassles of it, I would thank him. He forced me to do something I should have done on my own anyway. I should have left Sirius five years ago, but I was afraid oh, to. Okay. I, I, I liked that security of having that big name. I'm on Sirius. I got new people coming all the time. I don't even have to work at it. I got lazy. And, and ultimately, he forced me out of that. So the, the net result of all that bullshit that went on for a year and a half is actually a positive. So I'm not going to get too crazy about it. You want to tell you want to know what I worry about far more than that. What? Have you ever heard the term swatting? Yep. So I just learned it on a space. Yes, I have. Tell us. I yeah. know what it is. This worries me. Yeah. This worries me a lot. Now, like I said, I don't care if somebody knows where I live. I don't care if they know where I'm parked in my RV every day. I put it out there. I want people to know where I am. But 
This one worries me, swatting. The reason we use that word, because SWAT teams are involved. Now these people aren't happy just putting out your information and saying this is where this person lives. They make a fake 911 emergency call and say there's somebody in this house with a gun threatening to kill their whole family and themselves or some crazy story like this. And the SWAT team shows up at your door. This is happening every day. Look up how many celebrities have been hit with a swatting incident. The SWAT team shows up at your door. The problem for a lot of people, me included, somebody beating at my door at two o'clock in the morning is going to be facing a weapon. Yep. This yeah, is dangerous. This worries me. It's horrifying. Yeah, these, yeah, those, those are the kind of trolls that, you know, I, I would be worried about. Um, you know, just, just innocent me in the wilderness talking about grounding. I had a guy slip out on me. And uh, I, yeah. anyway, um, so, um, so you were talking recently about the health of truck drivers in some way to improve it. You know, um, for the the over the road guys who are going down the road all day every day, and how to get get healthier or some I don't know if you said movement, but and I I was reading something and I came across heat shock proteins. I know you've talked about it before, and I you you might think, okay, Todd, you lost the plot on this one, but I'm not suggesting like believe it or not, right now I'm in your sauna bag. Uh, I'm not suggesting a truck driver wear a sauna bag, but if there was some way to you know, like a vest or something to, to increase their heat because it's it's good for the blood sugar, it's good for the HRV, it's good for immunity. Here, here's what I'd and, be careful um, of. This is one I would be careful yep. of overdoing. This is like the resistance training. We can overdo the heat mm-hmm. exposure. So I don't want to make it. Too, I don't want to make it too easy to do it too often or for too long. Okay. Cold exposure. Yeah. It's almost impossible to overdo that one, and nobody probably is going to. Uh, the breathing really can't overdo that one that I can figure out. Um, you, you would get bored with it and run out of time long before you would be doing so much that it might have a negative effect. So I, I don't worry about anybody overdoing the breathing. Uh, I worry about yeah. people overdoing the resistance training. Almost everybody does. And we could overdo the, the heat. Now, there's two aspects to that sauna blanket. There's the infrared light itself, which is bioactive in our body. The light itself has benefits in our body, lots of them. The secondary is the heat. We can't overdo the light therapy because the light therapy is mimicking the sun. We lived in the sun all day, every day, lots and lots of sun exposure as hunter-gatherers. You can't Mm -hmm. overdo the light exposure. You can overdo the heat part. The heat is highly stressful, and you can overdo that. So I I don't want to do things that make it so easy. I would be encouraging people to do it too often. Okay, yeah, it was just a thought. I'm thinking if I'm going down the road, which I'm not that kind of a truck driver, but I'm going down the road all day, every day, and I'm looking to improve my health somehow. What can I do while I'm in the process of driving. Now, I'm not recommending this. I'm not recommending this at all. I'm just telling a story. You know what we used to do for wrestling? Because wrestling, we used to do (laughs) crazy... those plastic bags? Uh, Well, plastic plastic bags was the ghetto way to do it, garbage bags. I had a (laughs) full-blown, what they called a sauna suit. 
It, it was oh. a rubberized <laughs> suit, top and bottom, with elastic around the wrist, the ankles, the neck. It, it kind of sealed up your body in in rubber, yeah. and you would go run like that or work out. Nice. And and I could I could sweat off. This is not an exaggeration. I could sweat off three pounds in a half a day working out in that thing. Yeah, I I the reason I'm I'm so like yeah I get that is because when I was doing hazmat, never happened to me, but guys in those hazmat suits in certain situations would take them off and they'd they'd be sweat up to their ankles in, yeah. inside those things. Yeah, and it was I, just horrifying. You know? Yeah, like I said, that was a horrible way to lose weight. We should have never been doing that. It worked, um, but it, it, that's not good for you. But you just hit the scale and take a glass of water after that, right? Well. The way it used to work is after weigh-ins, depending on... So this changed over time. When I wrestled, we would start at the lowest weight class, which was usually me. I was almost always one of the first three weight classes, and many times I was the lowest weight class. And you would progress yep. up to heavyweight. They changed that. That's not how they do high school wrestling anymore. And, and this was an awesome change. I love when they did this. When I was a coach, we did not do it lightest to heaviest we had a random drawing at the beginning of every match we had a bucket with all the weights okay. in a, on paper and the referee would reach in and pull out a weight and if he pulled out 155 that was the first match and then we went around now we went in order going up 155 165 heavyweight then back around to the lightweights and that's the way he did it so it was always random the reason they did mm -hmm. it was because in close matches, it always came down to the heavyweight. And that's a lot of pressure on one kid all the time. So they said, look, why don't we just uh. pick a random weight? Well, the other thing that it did was now you might get a little more time between weigh-in and when you had to wrestle. For me, weigh-ins would happen 30 minutes later at the latest, I'd be wrestling. So, yeah, you would try to get rehydrated. You would eat something for some energy. The problem was in 30 minutes, your body can't even use that stuff. So yeah. it, it, it was a horrible way. I, I, if I would have known then what I know now about weight loss and maintaining weight, my wrestling career would have been wildly different. You know, it, it, it seems like they... They could use you or or one of us in the tribe at, at the UFC. You got these guys always fighting out there at 155. That's his fighting. But he walks around at 205. I'm like, really? Why? Why the fuck are you so fat? You know what? Well, what the hell is that? You yeah. burrito diet? I can't believe that. No, that that is that. It, guys it, who have discipline in, in all the sports that that use weight have have weight classes. That is the common thing. You tend to walk around. 20 to 25 percent heavier than you compete at and then you try to cut the weight all at the last minute it, it it's not a good system we did it even when i left wrestling and it, while i was in the military i was doing powerlifting, which is also by weight classes i was walking around most of the time between 170 and 180 and i would compete at 145 oh god man that's brutal. It was, and it, it's awful. And you, you don't perform you, well like that. You put yourself at such a disadvantage. But, but you, it, you have to get into the ring. And you got, it, yeah. Here's the problem. Everybody was doing it. So if I didn't do mm -hmm. it, let's say that I just, okay, 
based on how I eat, because I don't know any better, why am I 170 to 180 all the time? Because I'm eating wrong. And then I have to go through all this drastic stuff to cut that weight. But if I didn't do it and I decided to compete at 170, guess who I'm competing with? 200 pounders. Yeah, the guy who walked around it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. So you're almost forced to because everybody's doing it. You know, in high school wrestling now, they do have a different system that cuts down a little bit on this. The way high school wrestling works now, at the very beginning of the season, you have to go through a testing process. They, and what they do is they measure your hydration and your body fat and your weight. Okay, right now you weigh 150. You're fully hydrated. You have to be fully hydrated during this test. And they measure your body fat. And based on that, at the beginning of the year, they tell you this is the lowest you are allowed to to compete at. We don't care if you can lose 30 more pounds. We're not going to allow you to lose 30 pounds to compete because the only way you could lose 30 pounds would be to dehydrate yourself. Right. I got you now. Yeah, that's that's a good, it's a base. It's better. A base recording now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's safer. Did you ever get any good at uh, jumping rope during that time? Yes. You know, like um, Balboa style? Yeah, I did. I never... Jumping rope is an incredible, high-intensity cardio exercise, yeah. Yeah, I I love it, but I I, I can never get past a certain level, and and I would just hit my toes or something. And ah, Anyway, I just was curious if there was a technique or a... Here's... Here's the other conclusion I've come to. The way we do cardio is just not good for us. And that would be one of them. Look, if you're using it short term, high intensity, that kind of stuff, it's fine. Um, Doing any more than that is not good. A a lot of long duration cardio isn't good for us. Yeah, I agree. And Uh, here's the other thing I, I, I really believe. Rather than jumping rope, you know why you quit jumping rope for the most part? It sucked. You got bored Go with it. Yeah. Not only are you bored, it hurts. Yeah. If it's going to be yeah. beneficial, it has to hurt. That's kind of the point. But nobody yeah. wants to do something boring that hurts for long periods of time. Yeah. Go, go find yeah. a, a, a physical activity that you enjoy and go do that instead. Go hike. Mm-hmm. Go right. wing foil. Uh, my two big physical activities are gardening and wing foiling. Yep, beautiful. And you do that gardening barefooting. It's so excellent. You know, I'm taking up metal detecting so I can go do it barefoot. There you go. Great idea. You know, and and I read uh, somewhere, I don't know if it's true, but if you drop a pencil on the floor and you bend over to pick it up, supposedly you're using, did I tell you this? You're using 75 or even 90% of your muscles to do it. So if I'm metal detecting, every time I pick up a flip top or a bottle cap. There you go. Anyway, I do deadlifting, and I'm just kind of kidding I, around, but just looking for an excuse to go barefoot. No, absolutely. You know, if, if that sounds goofy, did you uh, hear the, the thing I recommend for people as they get older? You talk about goofy. Oh, to avoid falls? I forget. Um, yeah. No, go ahead. Tell me. May, only put on and take off your socks standing up. Oh, yeah, I do that all the time. I think of you. I'm pretty scared. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's not as easy as a lot of people might think. Right, right. It's, yeah, it's funny. You know, I I discovered it's not really about the same thing, but 
Maybe a little bit. I um, I, I don't do this. I don't practice it. I think it's stupid every time I see someone doing a, a one-legged squat. But I, I all of a sudden realized I could do it. And, I'm, and I don't know if it's because of grounding. And, you know, I do some very light deadlifting, 135 pounds for 20 reps. Good. I don't know, but I, I can do it. And it's yeah. weird. No, I, it doesn't I, hurt. It, just being practical and looking at what, what really kind of affects the health of our seniors, there's a very common pattern. They lose flexibility, they lose balance, and they lose strength. And then they end up falling and breaking a bone because their bones are so brittle because of poor nutrition. That first broken bone for an elderly person is the beginning of the end. That is what will ultimately end up killing them, especially if it's a big bone like a hip or a femur or something like that. Um, so two things you can do to avoid that one, eat a good animal based diet and your bones won't get brittle. And two, keep doing things that, that build your balance, strength and flexibility. And I will tell you, if you're going to be able to, as an adult, if you're going to put your socks on standing up, you don't need a ton of strength, but you need a little bit of strength and you need balance and flexibility. And that might be uh, yoga for most elderly people, but yeah, not 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 old time gym rats. But yeah, whatever it, whatever it does, like you say, whatever you enjoy, whatever floats your proverbial boat. That's uh, the best kind yeah, of yeah. activity. Is the activity that you look forward to go doing? Very exactly. very yeah. few people look forward to getting on the treadmill for forty five minutes. I used to horrify me. Exactly. It it sucks. It's awful. But, you know, tell me that I can go walk around in the gorge on all of our trails out here for 45 minutes. That sounds like a whole lot more fun. Yeah. Or I I can beat on it. But if you do that barefoot, I'm so jealous. Yeah. And I do. Or or. You know, the other option, if you're going to be out on forest trails and, and maybe your feet aren't tough enough or, or you don't want to do that, I, I'm still a big believer mm-hmm. in the toe shoes or the natural shoes if you're going to go do that kind of stuff. And if they have true leather soles, yeah. you're getting some grounding still as well. Definitely, especially if it's moist or wet. Yeah. 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 Um, but even more than going yeah. and hiking for 45 minutes, I really look forward to a day in the garden or a day out on the water wing foiling. Yeah, I mean, it's all, and that's, forgive me, that's definitely salt water, right? Where you uh, no, I'm on the river. Okay, yeah, all right. Um, because you're, you're definitely, even if you're floating in salt water, and I think maybe even fresh water, you're grounded. Yeah, absolutely. You got, you're not wearing a wetsuit, yeah. Yeah, water's so a great conductor another, of electricity. Yeah. And, and yeah. a, a wetsuit um, doesn't change that. It's called a wetsuit for a reason. The water gets through it. You're wet on the inside? You're wet on the inside. Oh, That's know. why it's called a wetsuit. Well, what's the point of it then? Is it yeah. By the time that water seeps through that material and comes in contact with my skin, my body heat warms it up. Oh, uh, okay. So as you're yeah, working yeah, right. out, all of that water being held in that, that wetsuit that's in contact with your skin actually stays warm. Now, in really extreme conditions, when when I lived in northeast Ohio and I wanted to go out water skiing as early as possible in the season, I would use what's called a dry suit. 
The dry suit does not allow water in. It's sealed at the wrist, the ankles, the neck, and it's waterproof and yeah. doesn't allow any water in. That's what you use in extreme cold temperatures. But in, in okay. most of the time, I, I just want a wetsuit. And then you can use different weights. Some of them are a little lighter, let more water through, don't keep you quite as warm. I have a winter wetsuit that's heavier, so um, it's more insulating. But, but a wetsuit is called a wetsuit for a reason. Hmm. I was telling somebody on Healthy Tribe many weeks ago about a particular kind of wool that comes from a sheep. I think the sheep is called Ramboulet something like that. But anyway, it's, it's, you can wear this and they advertise it on the website, a 72 hour shirt and guys routinely wear them for a hundred hours. I've had mine for uh, three months and I haven't washed it once. And that's one of the things because it, it keeps you wet. I'm sorry. It keeps you warm when that, you're wet. That is the benefit of um, wool, all it, wool, that particular it doesn't retain body odor. That yeah. particular version from that sheep maybe does it better, but that's what wool is known for. You can get wool wet so and it still yeah. keeps you warm. Uh, most of the cold weather gear we had in the military was wool. Yeah, it's, it's great stuff. I thought maybe you would chuck it in your store because you don't have to clean it. You know, if you don't want to, it, it can go a long time. I don't use deodorant, so I have that added advantage that it doesn't get gummed up in the armpits, you know. But, uh, you know, I think truck drivers could use it. And um, uh, I, ha I have something super random about the brain. I'm reading one of these. I guess it's a goofy book. It's, it was given to me over Christmas about it's something to do with extraordinary facts. And, and I know we talk about on the show we only use, supposedly use 10% of our brains. And what, but in and, and the book, it's this goofy article, but it says, well, if you had a, a head wound, a, you know, a, a, say a bullet punctured, you know, but removed a chunk of brain or did some damage. It, it wouldn't be like, oh, well, I'm only using 10% anyway. And as long as that isn't the 10%, I'm fine because you wouldn't be. And I, it just got me curious. First off, what is going on? First off, let's throw out that whole idea of you only use 10% of your brain. It's 100% false. Okay. No, I'm, I'm in. I didn't know that. I just, yeah, it, okay, well, 10%. It, it was one of those weird things that somehow caught on and nobody really stopped to think it through. It is an absolute falsehood. Okay. It has to be, but it, it didn't, I, I got hoodwinked by it. It's just like, I'm going to be a vegan and be as strong as a gorilla. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Well, that see, that's how they do this. They, they use a little bit of a fact. Yes. Gorillas do eat a vegetarian diet and they are big and strong. That's all true. It doesn't mean anything for us, though. That, that's yeah. where things go off the rails. We, we make an analogy that isn't a legitimate analogy. We're never going to be like gorillas. We're not a gorilla. We're a human. We might be all primates, yeah. but there, we're, there are many, many differences. And, and I do yeah, not want to, I, I, I don't want to sit around eating plant matter for six to eight hours a day. Hell no. Yeah. Some, some primates do eat meat that I stumbled on many, many years later. Right. I don't know what kind they are. Right. Yeah. So, All right, Todd, got to yeah, move along. The phone calls have piled up on me. Good stuff. Let's, uh, let's go to Kansas. Brian, welcome. Oh, let me do that again. There we go. Brian, it's your turn. Hey, can you hear me? Again. What's on your mind today? Kevin. Okay. Hey man, I'll, I'll try to make it quick. I know they're piling up on you. That's all right. I went, I went to the, I went to the doctor earlier this year or last year, and then uh, they they had me do some labs, 
I thought I had some prostate things going on. I've never had any problems, but, you know, I just feel like I use the restroom. And then 10 minutes later, you got to use it again, but you really don't. So I went in to check that out, and she just ordered a bunch of blood tests, and I went and took them. And it was it was kind of not real extensive, but more than what the prostate was. Okay. And the prostate stuff looked real fine, you know, at least the measure on there. I don't know if that's indicative of a problem or not, but the numbers look well. But I did notice my vitamin D was that down to 21. Yikes. And that was flagged. Yikes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did tell you I live in Kansas. So I, I, live I don't in, get out enough, probably, I, especially I, now. I live in Oregon, and mine is between 90 and 100. Yeah, yeah, and probably you're better about getting out in the garden, and you no. supplement as well, and that's what uh, I call well, Hold on. I got on Me, your, Hold on. Go ahead. Me, no matter how much time I would decide to spend outside right now, this time of year, I would get uh-huh. almost zero vitamin D from the sun. It just doesn't, we don't have sun in the wintertime out here. It's so rare. And when we do have it, it's very weak. We have the wrong angles in the wintertime. I mean, the sun's not strong enough to grow stuff in the wintertime, no matter how much it comes out, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That's because the rays are weaker because of the angles and the distance and all that. So we're not getting vitamin D from the sun during the wintertime, depending on where we live. I'm certainly not getting it. I'm getting it from our diet. I've tried it. I've eaten very, very high vitamin D foods, and I still struggle in the wintertime to get my vitamin D levels up where they should be. So I supplement. And this is a, I supplement every day, all summer and all winter. I just do less in the summer, but I don't stop. Kevin, I remember you talking about that. I've listened to you for quite a while. I remember you talking about that before. And you test your vitamin D like every six months, make sure it's not getting uh, out of control? Or For a while, I was doing it every quarter. About it. For a while, I was doing it every quarter. I've learned enough now I, that doing it for all that time, I know. Ex- I, I, I can tell you right now, if I were to take a test, it would be between 90 and 100. I'm sure of it. I've done it enough to know. Okay. I, I know what level I need to sure. supplement at to stay in that. Sure. I know in the winter... I need five drops of the vitamin DK every morning and the cardio miracle at least once a day, if not twice a day. Then my vitamin D levels will stay up above 80 or 90 all the time. In the summertime, I can drop that from five drops down to two and still do the cardio miracle. And, and occasionally in the summertime, I'll go high like 115, 120 for a little bit. But I don't worry about that. Because uh-huh, you're getting I, the sun. I, I, and I know doctors who would freak out if you showed up at 120. In fact, yeah, I'm sure. they would I'm get sure. far more excited and upset about you being at 120 than they do when you're at 20. But that's a huge mistake. Right. When you're at 20, I can tell you what the downsides are going to be. I have not found a single downside to being at 120. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't stay up there because I don't think there's any benefit to being that high either. I think the benefits all occur when we stay about 80 to 100. Maybe it's lower than that. I don't know. But I don't see any downside staying 80 to 100. And I see all the upside. Okay. That's what I'm going to shoot for. That 100 is easy to remember. and That's what I'm going to try to get to. I was on your store and I looked at the the BioDemotion and the BioDemotion Forte. I was trying to figure out what the difference is. When you see the other, when you say see the word Forte on any of our supplements, it usually just has more of the active ingredient. Oh, 
so more per per drop. Okay. Right now, I take okay. the D K. We want to balance D with enough vitamin K. Oh, oh. Do you have? So should I get a K supplement, or do you have a supplement? No, we we the, combined. The drops I take in the morning are combined vitamin D and vitamin K, and we have that in the store. And that's bio DK, I'm assuming. Yes. Yep. Okay. okay. Now remember that. There are four major fat-soluble vitamins, A, D, E, and K. And what that means is those four vitamins will only get absorbed into our body if we have a big load of fat with them. Oh. This is another problem with the low-fat diet. You have a low-fat diet, you could supplement A, D, E, and K all you want, and you're still going to be deficient. Your body can't absorb it without the fat. So we have two ways to fix that. We don't eat low fat. We eat a high fat diet. We recommend it for everybody. Sure. And the reason these are liquid is because they're suspended in fat. That's that's what I thought. Yeah. The drops are fat. So all of our fat soluble vitamins, we make them available in already suspended in fat. That would be the emulsion. Correct. Yep. Okay, yeah. Okay. Well, good. That'll solve that problem, and I'm going to order that. Good. I, the original problem, I don't think I have a problem with, but they also came up with a, li- a high uh, alt levels on one of my in- liver enzymes. It was 77, and I thought, man, that's Which weird. Which one? I, you know, Do you remember? The, it's, a, it's ALT, the alt. ALT, okay. Um, yeah. Tell me about your diet. Well, <laughs> well. I listened to you for a long time, so I've been, I was good for a while. My dad died in last year, and then my daughter left, and I kind of fell off the wagon. I've been off the wagon for a while, so I would just that, say standard American. That's why no your grain. liver numbers are up. Well, once in a while, grain. No, that's, that? That, that's why your liver numbers are up. Wow. Okay. It's the standard American well, diet that does it. Then. Right. Almost everybody eventually, long enough on the standard American diet, you become diabetic. You start to show signs of uh-huh. heart disease. Almost everybody who's diabetic has signs of heart disease. The next one will uh-huh. usually be either kidney or liver disease. Your, your uh, enzymes in both kidney and liver will be elevated. I mean, those are, they're not uh-huh. normal, but they're very, very common. That's why yeah. those, are all the, those are all the standard blood tests that they just run for everybody. They run liver numbers, kidney numbers, sure. cholesterol numbers. The problem is their only solution is, oh, look, your numbers are high. We have a drug for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't want to do that at well, all. Well, when you eat a, a real human diet, mostly meat, high fat, those liver numbers will come right back down to where they belong. Yeah, yeah. And I understand that's usually that's kind of the way now, I ate. You know, it, I mean, I had some sugar here and there, but. You want me to fix your yeah, prostate issues? Want me to what? What'd you say? You want me to fix your prostate issues for you? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever heard me talk about Standard kegels? Mirror, get off the stand. I cut over you. What'd you say, Kevin? Did you ever hear me talk about kegels? Yeah, yeah. Kind of like you're going to, you're midstream and you kind of yeah. cut it off. Yeah. Just do those. Flex that muscle. Do, do those a couple times uh-huh. a day. Do it while you're driving. It's so easy for truck drivers. You got yeah. all day. Do it a couple times a day yeah. while you're driving. Yeah. Do a set of 10. Do a set of five. Hold it for a little while. Tighten it and hold okay. it. Um, it, you will be okay. shocked at how much better this gets. Okay. I'll do that. I'm going to do that and watch it and, uh, you know, weak muscles. That's, that, that's all it is. is. It, it's muscles. just weak 
it, it's weak pelvic floor muscles. Okay. The, how old are you? Uh, I'll be 45 this May. You're, you're a little younger than I am, but let's go back to when you were a kid. Do you remember adult diapers being a thing? Not when I was a kid. No how common that. are they now? Hmm. Yeah. We yeah, even have bring up a good point. Now we have designer adult diapers, right? Like I see commercials where, <laughs> right. where now we're trying to make adult diapers look sexy. Give me a break. Come on. Right. Right. There's absolutely nothing sexy <laughs> right. about an adult wearing a diaper. No. I don't care how frilly you make them. <laughs> Could you imagine them. that surprise? Exactly. <laughs> I, I don't care how frilly you make them or lacy or whatever you want to do. There's nothing sexy about this. But it's become sure. common and we just sure. accept it. All that right. is right. weak pelvic floor muscles. That's all that is. Huh. This isn't a disease. Okay. It's a weak muscle. Okay. Yeah. I, I really am following you. I, I agree with you. Good. I'm gonna, Good. I'm going to take care of that. Give it a shot. Like I said, for well, drivers, man, it's easy. That's really You're, all I had. Take advantage of the yeah, one yeah. disadvantage we have. We have to sit all day. Well, at least do right. something good during right. that time. Sure, sure. Yeah, I'll do that. All right. Call me man, back. Let me know how it works. got a long line. So. All right. Appreciate it, Kevin. Thank all right. you. You're welcome. Let's go to Louisiana. Tom, welcome. Yeah, hey Kevin, how's it going? Good. Adult, <laughs> sexy adult diapers. That's pretty, <laughs> pretty funny, really. Yeah, I know. That's um, how. That's how. Yeah, sad. It's how ignorant we have become. Yeah, about the eight, the ten percent of your brain. I think I use about eight because everything that the government does, I think, is wrong. So I don't. Maybe I'm looking at it. Or maybe maybe I'm out of step in the whole. You know, it's not the it's not the band. It's me. The- Here's about the only thing I can say about that. We only use 10% of our brain statistic. It might be coming true, and it's exactly what the government would like to see happen. Just exactly like they'd like to see happen. That, uh, you know, and then you were talking about Chris from Delaware, and I remember that whole, I remember how that started, and, um, I think it would be great to be able to find a picture. Remember the old, the old uh, saying, uh, "Beef, it's what's, it's what's for dinner." <laughs> right. And then uh, get a get a T-shirt and put Chris on there, and then soy, it's what, it's what's for dinner. <laughs> um, I think that would be a good seller because <laughs> yeah. I just have a feeling he's he's probably not the picture of health. Oh, I'm sure. Um, right. What I. Yeah. What, yeah what, um, oh, and then you're live streaming now. Do you do it? Do you do understand that's it got its pros and its cons. Um, you're going to have to put some pants on. Um, not if we keep the camera on the top third of my body, we'll be okay. <laughs> right. right. Just, uh, you have a button on tie and then bam, your, your nice shirt. That's right. Same shirt every day. You know what I saw a picture yeah. of um, um, yesterday? Good. Um, no. Tucker Carlson just did a big, I, our, our world today is a little bizarre. I can't believe I'm actually going to say this, but I am. Um, Tucker Carlson did a big interview with Cat Turd. Oh, did he do it? Yeah. You know, like that's that a Twitter guy. And I, he had like 18 followers when I started following him. You know what I mean? It became he, a big deal. Doesn't he have like 18 million now? I mean, yeah, it, 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 and his it, name it, is, I'm sure he quit his job. And his name's Cat Turd. Come on. And oh, yeah. It was, he, it, was, it was hilarious at the time. He, he's big enough that he did an interview with Tucker Carlson. That, that's a pretty big deal. But it was funny because they, any good, the I haven't listened to it yet. Uh, I just, but okay, I, I saw the, the 
the graphic, the video, the picture, and it's Cat Turd and Tucker Carlson standing there. And Tucker's wearing his usual, you know, suit, tie, pants, all that with flip-flops. Yeah, there you go. Wow. <laughs> you know what? I, 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 uh, I, I, I have to admit, I've, uh, I'm, a, I'm a Birkenstock guy. I, I have been for, like, man, 20 years now. Well, I have you know, a lot I, of foot problems with horses breaking my feet, you know. and so I, I did uh, notice. The, the, that they look like really minimalistic leather flip flops. Maybe he's grounding. Oh, oh, you know what? That's what. That's a fantastic idea. I don't know. I, so you were saying about grounding, and if you have leather bottoms on your on your shoes, um, that might be a great idea. Get like buffalo hide or some elephant ear or you know something that's really that you can ground with and make a a pair of shoes out of it you can replace there, that bottom with there are companies that might be a good idea companies already exist i'm sure it is yeah, i'm always a daily and a dollar short yeah um, there, there there are several there are several shoe companies that do two things they make what are called minimalist shoes and the the issue there you know you watch all these you know, Nike commercials and, and all these other shoe companies that talk about all their incredible arch support. Right. Why do I need arch support? Because, probably because you haven't been walking around barefoot enough. It, it, something went wrong because our hunter-gatherer ancestors didn't need arch support. They ran around barefoot. No. No, yeah, I, so I, the, and that's uh, the first. That's important to me. Yeah, the first minimalistic shoes were mostly about not creating unnatural arch support. Running shoes do help people run faster, but it puts them in a very unnatural foot position, and it's very damaging to their feet, their joints, their back, all kinds of things. But yes, you can run faster. But the, the trend now is to go back to these minimalistic shoes that have no arch support at all. They, they allow your foot to stay in a very natural running or walking position. And then the other thing was to get rid of all the synthetic materials and go back to leather and natural materials. And then we actually get the benefit of grounding even when we're wearing those. Yeah, except, you know, that's why I like the Birkenstocks is they come pretty flat with the cork in there and then they fit your foot you know what i mean and, right. and i don't know i just I've, I've had pretty good luck with the darn things hey, you, um, hey, except they have the rubber bottom so you, you know one of the so, things you know? one of the things we have to acknowledge um you're how old are you i don't know 57 or 58 you're, you're close enough to me you remember the hippies oh yeah oh yeah yeah, I mean, some of my family, I'm the youngest of seven, so a lot of my family members kind of went through that. Um, my older brother had a chopper back then and a custom van. Remember that whole era? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, long hair, the hippies, all that stuff. We all made fun of them. They had a lot of things right. No, they had a ton of things right. Yeah. As, as, conservative, as, as conservative as I am... Um, you know, it, something got off the rails where, you know, it's like, oh, well, you're, you're a, I'm only a Republican because I have to be, um, but it, something got off the rails where like, well, we, you know, we don't want clean water or, you know, uh, we're not uh, environmentally friendly right. and all this, uh, shit. Right. Why? You know, and nothing pisses why, me off. Why can't I be a conservative tree hugger? 
No, exactly, exactly like what I am. You know what I mean? Right. I'm not, hey. I'm not necessarily a tree hugger. Um, hey, hey, Tom. But I am. Tom. Yeah. You're just registered yeah. in the wrong party. Well, I, it, it's a two-party system, bro. No, you know what I mean? So there's, but, there's, but, there's really. But we should all just screw that because that hasn't worked for us to keep saying well it's a two-party system and i'm going to choose the lesser of two evils that seems to be our approach hey i voted i voted for i voted for perot and then all that did was just uh no i get that that just uh screwed us up but well hold on um let's go back and say you didn't vote for perot we'd still be in the same boat if we could get Um, enough people to vote for the alternative candidate maybe we could make a change and I've gone back and forth on this so many times, it frustrates me. But what you just described means you should be registered as a libertarian. Well, I sure I am a libertarian through and through. Exactly. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, more, I'm more libertarian than, than any of the candidates that are libertarian, probably. Yeah, me too, you know, I leave think. Leave me the F alone. You know, <laughs> yeah, just leave I me alone. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know, you know, and, but I don't want to be over there fighting these foreign wars and and all this stuff. Now, I see down in Ecuador where, where they, they let the drug kingpin out, and if it wasn't for the United States, there probably wouldn't be a, 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 a lot of problems down there. But I, I don't have a problem with sending in, you know, four, four or five hundred uh, uh, rangers for a week to um, just shoot all those bad guys and then get the hell out of Dodge. Yeah. You know, that's on our continent, though, you know. Yeah. That's a yeah, little yeah. different than going you know, over and, and doing the shit in Ukraine and and the rest of this crazy kind of you know, kind of the stuff. libertarian it's just a mindset that that kind of encompasses a couple big issues is it, give me my guns and my cannabis and leave me alone yeah but you know and and because of these stupid rules i can't even smoke a joint i know i can do a heroin and two days later i'll be clean well, well but, hold you know, wait a minute wait, out- tom tom you don't have to do heroin and wait two days Get a prescription for fentanyl and you can drive. You know, it, 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 and that's just the craziest thing. Yes. You know, I, I, I mean, I, I get a so prescription for fentanyl up. and you can take the medication and go drive. But have that's cannabis, I, I have mean, cannabis a week before while you were on vacation and you could lose your CDL. A month. Yeah, right. A month. Right. Up, up to 30 days. I, that, I had to quit. Yeah. Now, it's up to yeah. a month for a you know, heavy like, user because just like um, our fat-soluble vitamins, THC is stored in our fat. That's why it lasts so long and they can test yeah. for it. Well, I'm fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's that, you know. Um, on, uh, on the, so I did a New Year's resolution where I just uh, – and, and then your book recommendation, which it just pisses me off because uh, I bought that thing. Um, but on the first, I, I made a resolution, so I've just been totally uh, carnivore. Now, I did chop up one onion to put in my hamburger with my eggs um, just to give it a little bit more flav- flavor and grill- grilled those. But uh, butter, um, coconut oil in the morning in my coffee with a, a scoop of cacao. And um, on day 10... And my inflammation is horrid. It wasn't like this before. So I don't know if it's just flushing this out or... Possibly. I mean, why would I be so sore? Possibly. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it is? I do. More time? Yep, I do. 
Yeah, because it's it's. I mean, I, I've got I've got aches and pains in places that I didn't even know I had aches and pains. You know. Um, I, I was pretty inactive during that whole road trip. My schedule was tight. I wasn't standing up doing the show because I was in the coach. I wasn't getting a lot of walking in like I normally do. No gardening, no wing foiling, none of that stuff. Very, very inactive. And uh, and my diet towards the end uh, got a little loose eating out a lot more often. And, and then when I came home, I started to indulge in a, a little bit of the, you know, almond flour desserts here and there. And uh, I talked about being out at the farm last weekend and actually doing a bunch of work on the compost. And some of it was on the tractor. A lot of it was physical. I had a weird experience. It used to be when I used to eat the standard American diet and work out all the time. If I quit working right. out for a week or two and then went back to it on the day that I did a hard workout, uh, you know, my first one after a couple of weeks of inactivity, the pain would not show up for 48 hours. And I went through this over and over my whole life. I've worked out, then stopped, then worked out, then stopped, and, and wrestling season would come and I'd work out more. So I've done this a gazillion times, and it was consistent. The pain right. would show up about 48 hours after I did the heavy exercise. As I started eating healthier and healthier, that went from 48 to 36 to 24 to about 12. If I did the hard workout really? this afternoon, it would be... 12 hours later, the pain would set in. I just had a strange experience. While I was out there doing the work on the farm, towards the end of the day, the pain started showing up while I was still working. Wow. Well, and, that's, a, and, that's probably really good. And for the rest of that day, the next 24 hours, I was in severe muscle pain. My entire body hurt. Well, that's your body just telling you to slow down, isn't it? I, it might be. I, I don't know. It's such a weird phenomenon that I've never experienced. And, and like I said, as I've gotten healthier and healthier, that timeline has gotten shorter and shorter. But this time it was like almost immediate Instant. feedback. Well, that's that's I think that sounds like a good uh, a good problem to have. It you might know, be. You, you, you don't know. You know, two days later doesn't really help you. You I, can't really stop two days later. <laughs> Yeah, I, I haven't seen this talked about or written about. I, I've never really gone to look for any information on it. Maybe I will. Uh, but I, I don't know why that occurs. And I don't know if anybody else even experiences that. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Well, the, what the, the lactic acid. Um, now, so, uh, so let me clarify this. It's building up. It's probably releasing it. Yeah, so... When you're doing physical work and your muscle starts to burn, that, that feeling we know, that is lactic acid building up in your muscle. That's not the kind of pain I'm talking about right now. I understand that. When I get to that last motion and, and my arm is just burning like mad, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is after oh, you yeah. finished your workout, 48 hours later, I used to get this really intense muscle pain, like just moving that muscle just hurts. And then, like I said, as I got healthier and healthier, that timeline started to get shorter. And this time it was really, really short. I went from, okay, I'm shoveling this compost and my muscles are burning to all of a sudden, not only are they burning, I'm feeling that muscle pain that I don't normally feel for a day or two. That's really odd. It was odd. That's really odd. And that 
Yeah, Muscle pain know, yeah. lasted like about hear- 24 hours, and it was pretty intense. I'd like to hear more about that if you can figure out what that uh, that might have been. Yeah. Now yeah, I'll, I'll see what and I can why. come up with because I know I'm curious. Yeah. And then, and then uh, your book uh, review, The End of the World, is just the beginning. Yeah. Um, got into it. The guy narrated it himself, Peter Zahn, and, um, you know, he's a flaming liberal, um, got into, like, chapter two where, you know, and, the, and he had to, he even had to put a little addendum in his audio book uh, because of COVID, and um, he was talking about, you know, the, you know, how Trump called the immigrants racist and, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and you know, killers or whatever. I'm like, ah, you know, this guy, Nick. Right. And then, uh, how we're not going to have any more, uh, uh, immigration is basically over. I mean, he wrote this thing, uh, before, you know, yeah. <laughs> so he said about three or four things there that were just completely, I mean, just completely blew him out of the water. Now his whole, his whole premise and, and I, he, he's done a lot of research. His numbers, uh, sound fantastic. And the, pre- you know, you, you, you can't help, but not agree with uh the guy on a lot of uh on a lot of things but um just those so i'm I'm gonna continue to listen to the book um i hate to give the guy even a dollar you know what i mean (laughs) talking about how uh capitalism is isn't the way to go we're gonna have to do like a pseudo uh um Socialist, yeah, right. communist. Right. You know what I mean? I'm like, God, it is something. You know, how come nobody ever wants to do a pseudo capital, you know, instead of uh, the crony capitalism? How come they don't want to just do like maybe the capitalist, you know, thing isn't uh, exactly um, uh, perfect? Maybe we can tweak that. Why do they always want to tweak the, the Marxist, socialist, yeah, oh, I know. communist model? Right. Yeah. I know. Uh, any, anyway, yeah, I, I, uh, maybe I'll listen to it and then return it so he doesn't get any of my money. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Rotten bastard. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's all I had, man. All I right. appreciate everything. All right. Thanks for the call. Let's, uh, let's go to Michigan. Oh, let me try that again. There we go. Michael, it's your turn. Welcome. Hey, Kevin. Thank you for taking my call. What's on your mind today? I want your take on x-rays, specifically uh, dentist x-rays. Let me think about this. Uh, First off, it's easy. I I would rather not have any. X-rays just aren't good for us in any amount. They they can, you know, say, well, this is low dose and, you know, we're using shields and and all that stuff. I'd rather not have it if I don't have to. Um, If... If you are truly eating a carnivore-based diet, mostly animal products, no grains, very low sugar, and you are using the right dental products, the kind of stuff we have in the store, and there are other companies that make it, but I really like the system we have, uh, I I am going to do everything I can to just avoid the dentist completely. Just like I avoid doctors. And and so there's not going to be any x-rays. There's not going to be any cleanings. There's not going to be any of that. As hunter-gatherers, we lived with very, very healthy teeth and a a good oral microbiome, and we did it without dentists. And since we've had dentists, our oral health is far worse than it should be. Like, the more doctors we have, the sicker we get. The more dentists we have, the worse our dental care seems to get, or our dental results. They could say we have excellent dental care, 
but the results aren't there. The results are horrendous. So I, I, I am going to work to stay as far away from that system as I try to stay away from the medical system. But you, you can't just eat the standard American diet and do all the stuff we've always done and then say, I'm not going to go to the dentist either. You'll, you'll lose all your teeth. If you're going to eat the standard American diet, you might as well go to the dentist and do all the things they say. At least you'll be able to chew things. You're not going to be healthy because much of what they do is detrimental to our health. But, but I, I would choose one of the two systems. Either go as natural as you can be and just avoid them completely. But if you're going to eat the standard American diet, not do all those things, you probably should go get the x-rays and the fillings and the crowns and the post and the implants and the root canals and all that other stuff they recommend. You, you'll at least have some teeth you can chew with. I would agree, yes. And I have another question what is a solution for Sybil? Because I listened to a show previously, and after you eat an hour or so later, you start um, building up gas. That's a sign of Sybil. Is that correct? Up high. Gas way up high where you're belching a lot. Gas in our lower okay. um, digestive system, that, that's a different issue. So we're specifically looking for gas pressure and belching way up high in our digestive system. That's an indication of SIBO. Now, if it's just one bulge or two, is that a sign of SIBO? Or? No, because no. here's what can happen. While you're eating or drinking, we can also be swallowing air. And if we do an or you're eating carbon or drinking carbonated beverages, even kombucha, which is completely natural, but it's got carbonation, you're going to get some some gas and some air and you're going to belch or burp once or twice to clear something like that is no big deal. It's when it's it lasts for an hour or two or more after you've eaten, then what's happening is, and here's the explanation of what's going on. The gut bacteria that we always talk about, which is supposed to stay mostly in your large intestine, way down low, has gotten up into your small intestine, way up high, and it doesn't belong there. And what that bacteria does is it consumes some of our food and produces gas. So when that, when that bacteria is living high up in our small intestine and we eat, now the whole time you're digesting that food, the bacteria up there is fermenting that food and creating gas. And that's how we can tell the difference. If you burp once or twice after you've eaten, or especially if you've drinking uh, a carbonated beverage, that, that's normal. You're just getting rid of some of that air you, you swallowed or the carbonation. When it's consistent over a longer period of time after you've finished eating, that is more likely going to be SIBO. Does that make sense? Absolutely. That's very good news because the way I see it is the stomach and smaller intestines, it's kind of like a muscle. It's subtracting and everything, making everything tight and right. absorbing right. what it needs to absorb. So thank you for that. I do have one more comment. Sure. With Master the Jer Journey journal today yeah. is the 10th so today is a good day to place a let's truck store order you know what i love about our tribe you guys What's are that? you guys are better at remembering this stuff than i am 
I, I am supposed to be talking about that today, and I totally forgot. I get so wrapped up in what I'm talking about. Uh, it's usually our tribe that reminds us about stuff like this, so thank you. You're very welcome. We love what you do. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. All right, Kevin, that is all I have. That's all I need. Thank thanks for the call. And the reminder, yes, uh, the Master the Journey Journal. I think we have a special every month in there, and, and it was on the 10th. Um, so that means use the QR code in the journal and you're going to get 10% off anything you order today. Let's, uh, let's go to Ohio. Matt, welcome to the program. How are you doing? Good. What's on your mind today? Good. Well, a couple quick things. Um, the main one is I have like a twitch under my eye for about a week now. And, uh, it's just a muscle twitch, and I'm just wondering if there's anything yes. quick fix there, or if that's just, yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, that's why I called. I, <laughs> you don't mind when I when I out you on the air, do you? I do not. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I'll, I'll just let everybody know this is my <laughs> nephew, um, so I don't have to ask him as many questions as I might ask that somebody else because I know a lot about what he's doing. Um, are you still taking light balance and cardio miracle every day? Yes, a cardio miracle twice most days with uh, five drops of the DNK in the morning and then uh, light balance, um, maybe a shade less than normal, uh, maybe a shade less than normal on that. I actually had that thought this morning of maybe, maybe I should just make sure I'm doing the light balance more. But I mean, I, it, three days a week probably instead of every day or four days a week, it, it just, you know, I wake up in the morning, I get everything ready and I've got, I've got a... Uh, I've got a thing of Cardio Miracle. I've got my Bulletproof tea. i got a thing of Cardio Miracle for later in the day. I drink some iced tea with lunch. I'm okay, like, good. We're, we're so going to squeeze in my bottle of water with Light Balance. You're plenty hydrated. Put the Light Balance in your tea or any beverage you drink. Just, 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 throw, it in. Okay. just throw it in. Muscle twitching is always a mineral issue. So it, and, and it, oh. it also makes sense. Think about it. We... we the other indication that we have a mineral imbalance is muscle cramping, right? Right. Well, minerals are responsible for the muscle contracting and relaxing. This is why minerals are so important to our heart. What does our heart do all day long? Contracts and relax, contracts exactly. and re that's how it pumps. Sure. That's why mineral balance yep. is so important for our heart function. Our heart is a muscle. It's just a muscle that flexes and relaxes all day long to do its job. But it's doing exactly what we do with all of our other muscles. We either contract them or we relax them. And when that's not occurring properly, it's a mineral imbalance. A twitch is a tiny little muscle that's contracting and relaxing over and over and over. Yes. Right under your eye, it's annoying yep. to tell. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, typically a mineral imbalance. Um, it sounds to me like you've backed off the, the um, light balance a little bit. I was almost going to tell you to try less. I thought maybe sometimes you can actually overdo the mineral imbalance and then we get too much, too much contracting or too much relaxing. Or, but I, I have a feeling with you right now, I, I would actually increase the light balance a little bit and see if that takes care of it. Okay. All right. That's, uh, that's easy enough. And then... Uh, the, you know, over, I just heard you uh, say you can overdo heat. Yes. Um, the, I use the heating pad on my back from your store. 
probably five nights a week for an hour. Is that, I mean, that's not too much, right? That's, I don't, or is that too much? I don't think so because one, it's localized. It's not your whole body. Uh, one of the ways we can tell if, if, do you have a Garmin watch? I do not. One of the ways I would test this is, is when I was doing that heating pad, I would be watching my stress level on the Garmin watch. And if it turns out that that heating pad is enough to put me into that upper range of stress, 80 to 90, then that would be too much time. Okay. All right. So maybe the Garmin watch is kind of the next step in everything I'm doing here health-wise. Or you've just got to experiment. If you feel like there's that you're not recovering, you're not overcoming the, these stress issues, it might be because we're overdoing something and you would have to try to back off and then see if we have get better results. You can do it that way. It can be really time consuming and we might not always get the best information, but it's one way to try it. It's, it's similar to doing an elimination diet instead of doing food testing. It, it's cheap. We sure. don't have to spend any money. The, the results aren't as accurate and it may take us longer, but you could try that. Um, the Garmin watch was, like I was saying earlier, I, I would have never been able to develop the stress protocol without the Garmin watch. It just wouldn't have happened. Because you can get accurate I, results it, out of that right away. Accurate, instant results, and I, I learned enough on how to interpret all those results so I know whether this is helping my stress resilience or hurting it. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, two more quick things. Sure. Uh, can, you, can you have too much stevia? Yeah. I know you can have too much of anything, but... Yeah, I mean, if I'm doing cardio, the cardio miracle twice a day, that's and, not uh, too much. We've but got, if you've got a, that's not much. But well, we've got the whole family pretty much off of pop. Uh, good, which is good with three kids. That was a challenge, but the 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 switch was from you know Pepsi to Stevia, right? Right. So, okay. Um, or Zevia, I should say. Zevia, right? Zevia, right. The brand, so, yeah. The, the, the brand that, had, but that's made with Stevia is. is I guess the question is, is Zevia awful or is it uh, not bad for kids? And if is having four or five Zevias a week with all the cardio miracle too much? Here's what I would say. Um, we don't have hard answers on a lot of this stuff. I, I would say sure. my goal would always be to move away from it where it's not really helping me. What I mean by that is the cardio miracle has a ton of benefits. By making it taste better, with, and now they're using monk fruit instead of stevia and Cardio Miracle. There's monk fruit in there now, not stevia. They switched. And, and I, I'm not sure that oh, okay. one is necessarily that much better than the other. They are both what we call non-caloric natural sweeteners. They're not artificial. They're completely natural. I have a stevia plant growing in my garden. It's super easy to grow. Okay. And you can pull a leaf off there and chew it. It is so incredibly sweet, you can't believe it. So it is a natural product. So is monk fruit. But sweeteners, the sweet taste in our body produces an insulin response. So there is some of that. My take would be, I'm not worried about the monk fruit or the stevia and the cardio miracle. I'm getting a bunch of benefits from it. If I could eliminate the Zevia over time, I would. Maybe start moving from Zevia to a carbonated water that just has flavoring and no sweeteners. Those are all over the place now. So the question on those, though, is like, it seems like almost all of those say natural flavors. 
they right? do. And that's kind of a catch. They they do, but I, it is a natural flavor. Uh, there are some natural flavors that are not good for us. Usually things like MSG and some other things. The natural flavors that are going in here are really really tiny amounts, and they're probably not bad anyway. You know, I always I, I make a joke out of. If you're eating something that is vanilla or raspberry flavored and it has art or natural flavors in it, there's a really strong possibility that it came from the anal gland of a beaver. Now, that sounds kind of gross, ridiculous, whatever you might want to say, but we know eating animals is really good for us. So why would we be freaked out? I make a joke about it because it just sounds awful, but that's no big deal. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that other than it came from a beaver's anal glands. It kind of freaks us out, but that, that's not a harmful substance. So many natural flavors, there's nothing wrong with them. There are a couple that have a problem. I don't worry about them in these, these carbonated flavored waters that are around. Honestly, what you would more have a, chance of overdoing is the carbonation itself. The carbonation is carbolic acid. Too much carbolic acid would not be good for us. So we shouldn't be drinking five of these a day. Um, but, but a couple, you know, five a week, I'm not going to worry too much about that. Um, the stevia, the sweeteners, I just believe the more we move away from the need for sweet in our diet, the better off we're going to be. Uh-oh. Ah, okay, everybody on the live app was hearing me. Nobody on the phone system was hearing me. We are cutting out at the same time every day. So this has now become a pattern. Uh, I am going to reconnect because I can. Um, hold on one second while I reconnect. Uh, this has become a pattern right around uh, two hours and 40 to two hours and 45 minutes is when this hard drop always ends. But it doesn't make sense because it also coincides with my internet dropping hard. Boy, that is confusing. I'm going to have to figure that out. Uh, Matt, are you... Oh, let me put Matt back in the on the air with me. Matt, are you there? I am. How, how much of that did you miss? I didn't realize I got completely disconnected while I was walking around talking. Uh, probably two minutes, roughly, two and a half minutes. Okay. So I, I think most of it you probably got because I was repeating myself a little bit. Um, just to kind of recap, yeah, I, got, I, got the, yeah. I would, I would yeah. make it a goal. It doesn't have to happen this week or this month, but overall, I, I make it a goal to have more or less and less sweet things in my diet. And, and these, you know, natural sweeteners are keeping us kind of addicted to that sweet flavor of everything. So over time, I would just make it a goal to move away from that. Okay, that makes sense because I haven't, you know, the cravings of sweet stuff has, you know, drastically yeah, changed. And, I mean, from you know, and that'll keep happening. To, right. Yeah. Okay. That, that makes sense. Just keep. Yeah. Keep along just that keep way. at it. Okay. Right. All right. Cool. And then uh, the last two things, we'll just take one minute, and it's uh, just thank you. Quick thank you story. Um, my son Dominic. Um, five days a week at the gym, 18 years old, you know, wants to be big and buff. And, uh, right. he was strugg struggling with a lot of workouts, um, because he would start to feel faint yeah. and, uh, had listened, had listened to the show one time about how, you know, cardio miracle can help, uh, you know, with blood flow. And, um, so 
he's drinking that every day now and zero issues at the gym. He can squat, he can get up and down, he can do all the all the stuff that he wants to do as a eighteen year old guy at the gym. Uh, Excellent. So he is, yeah, so that's uh that's a good thing. And then uh the last thing, um we were struggling with the dog, just crazy itchy, dandruff, <laughs> just a I mean, just pain in the ass. And uh, I went, I went and I, 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 I'd give uh, my old dog kind of just standard food, and he lived for 13 years. So I said, you know, I'll stick with this standard brand. Right. And uh, this dog uh, wasn't reacting the same way. So I started looking into like dog food at uh, U.S. Meats and stuff like that and decided I didn't want to spend $300 a month for dog food. <laughs> I you know. know. But, whether that's right or wrong, I don't know. But uh, so I did go find kind of the the dog food I could find with the least amount of ingredients that isn't you know three hundred dollars a month. Yeah. And uh, between that and one egg a day, his coat is soft. There's no dandruff. He doesn't itch. And uh, you know people are like, "Wow, your dog is so soft." So <laughs> one egg a day for the dog, getting it done. So here's something else so, you could do if you wanted to. Sure. Eliminate dog food completely and just feed the dog whatever protein you're eating that day. Okay. If you All have right. chicken for dinner, uh, give the dog that chicken that you're eating. If you have steak, give it the steak. Whatever meat you're eating, just make that your dog's food for the day. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. It's probably, uh, of course, all my meat, you know, coming from a place. You know, it's <laughs> so it's still <laughs> 300. But you know what? I don't want to share. On most meals... Isn't there always enough left over that we could have fed the dog without spending any more money, really? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. We, uh, we're not the best with leftovers, so you're probably on something there. And, and nobody is. I mean, we all throw way more food away than we should. We're, we're blessed that we can. Um, here's another thing. Yep. Honestly, I, I, I think I could make the argument that you could buy the, the most well-formulated dog food on the market, outrageously expensive. I doubt that it would make your dog any healthier than just feeding your dog hot dogs. <laughs> I, seriously. <laughs> you know, we make fun of hot dogs because, because oh, the, they put everything into that hot dog. Well, no, there's only meat in there. I mean, if you're eating a decent quality hot dog, it's just meat. What they mean is they put all parts of the animal in there. And we thought that was awful. Right. No, that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Try finding a bag of dog food with less than 57 ingredients in it. Exactly. I mean, hot dogs, as long as it's an all beef or pork, either one, as long as it's just meat for the most part, that's probably healthier than eating a cut of steak. You're probably right. It, it, we know we're oh, yeah. supposed to be eating nose to tail. That's the healthy way to eat an animal. That's kind of what they do with a hot dog. They take all the scraps, grind it all up, and and make a hot dog out of it. So it's a fairly high-quality yeah. hot dog. It's probably really good for us. <laughs> all right. Well, more hot dogs for us and the dog. There you go. Excellent. Well, I appreciate all the insights, and uh, I'll bump up the white balance and get rid of this twitch and Go from there. All right. I'm putting you back in the queue because my call screener told me I'm supposed to, so they must have something for you. Uh, good talking to you, and tell the family we said hi. We'll do that. All Take right. Care. I'm putting you back in the queue. All right. We're going to go to Texas. Paul, welcome to the program. Howdy. What's on your mind today? Um, whoa. I wear, in the winter, I wear woolen um, underwear all the time the top layer anyway yeah, there you go um but merino wool um 
it'll keep you warm in the summer, but you can, it'll keep you warm in the winter and cool in the summer. The exact same piece of clothing. Hey, wait a minute. What does, what does the old quarterback for the Dolphins have to do with wool? I don't know. What does he have to do with it? Dan Marino? Didn't you say it was Marino? Oh. <laughs> yeah, Marino wool. That's a brand of sheep. Oh. Or a, How? Yeah. Okay. Now I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, uh, so if you want to stay warm, you can get different, I guess it's thread count of wool. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's how densely it's, like it's woven. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I don't go, I don't do a lot of cold country anymore. 70 degrees today where I am. This winter's <laughs> brutal, brutal in South Texas. Yeah. But I'll be I'll be wearing I'll be wearing the exact same clothes tomorrow when I'm up in Oklahoma and it's forty. There you go. Yeah. So the wool in the summertime, if you you just put on one layer, but if it gets really hot, before you put it on, just wet it and put it on, and it's like air conditioning blowing right on you. It's cool. Oh, there you go. Yeah. 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 So, but or, when you get to sweating, it gets wet. And if there's any breeze, a woolen tank top or T-shirt will keep you way cooler than that synthetic crap T-shirt you buy it, at Walmart for $6. It, wool almost seems to be temperature regulating. If we're too cold, yep. even when it's wet, it can make us feel warmer. But if we're too hot, it can actually make us feel cooler. Yeah, warm in the winter, warm in the winter cool in the summer. So, and... Um, People, I didn't hear all of you talking about when you're the 100% of the brain, but if all people use 100% of their brain, sometimes it just appears that they only use 10%. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we also have to remember that our brains are really, really incredible things that we don't even come close to understanding or comprehending. But there is one thing I know about them. That that old phrase that applies to computers also applies to our brain, and I think that's the biggest problem we face. Remember, garbage in, garbage out. Yeah, exactly. That's the biggest problem. I don't think we have stupid people. I do believe we have ignorant people. We're all ignorant about a lot of things. Ignorant just means you haven't been exposed to some information. You just don't know it. Once you know it, then you know it. Um, Stupidity is knowing things but doing things that lead to a poor outcome that you don't want, but you keep doing it. That, that's stupidity to me. And I believe yeah, through all the of insanity. Yeah. yeah. Through all the garbage in garbage out phenomenon, all the garbage we get from our government, all the garbage we get from social media, all the messages we're surrounded with people who don't take the effort to go learn something directly and all they do is absorb all of the information around them, they become stupid, in my opinion. Garbage in, garbage out. Their whole thought process has been corrupted. Yep. And a lot of that garbage that goes in comes from either the government, the drug company, or the medical people, or the people that have the power are the ones that feed the crap. Yeah, we, That's what it appears like. we now refer to this sometimes as as what we call the attention economy. Everybody wants your attention. They want you to hear their message. They have a very specific reason why they want you to hear their message. Many times 
It's just a, a follow the money. Yeah. It, look, I want I want people's attention. I want you to pay attention yep. to what I'm saying. And one of the reasons is that's how I'm going to make money and pay my light bills. Um, if you're paying attention to me and, and I'm bringing you value and I have your attention, I, I want you to go buy stuff from me. That's the only way I can keep doing this. So it's not always bad. I mean, I'd like to think that that I, I'm adding value to people's lives, but I but I yep. need their attention. I, I've got to get them to listen to me. Well, everybody in the world now wants you to listen to them. And it's easy for them to put their message in front of you. I was just talking about all the garbage text I get all day. That never used to be possible. Garbage emails, that never used to be possible. We used to just get, you know, annoying telemarketers. Now, now companies can can get your attention a hundred different ways and we as individuals have to work harder to make sure we're giving our attention to things that add value to our life, not take away from it. Yep. Well, you, you've added value to my life and I added some value to your life because I just put an order in the other day. There you go. I finally, I finally got the, uh, that photon light. I've got that. Hey. You know what? For my wife, so that should be there. That should be there this week. You were smarter than I was. You bought one for your wife what? first. I now have to go order another one because Lisa has commandeered mine. I should have bought her one first. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I might have to buy another one for the cat, maybe. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, uh, I'm, I'm probably, I'm probably not gonna really need that light i don't think because even in the winter like if i stay south all year long summer winter everything like yesterday when i unloaded it was 71 degrees and i was shorts and a t-shirt yeah no, there it is at 70 yeah, no. degrees it's windy of shorts and a t-shirt but even in the middle of winter if it's cold and I, when you own property when you get home there's always something to do you got to fix something or go and tend to something or always or Break a break a hole through the through the the lake that's on my property so the horse can get water. So <laughs> right. I, there's always something. That, yeah, because they're not smart enough to stomp on it. But, or no, it you. Gets too thick, but. It, it, your your work day, your lifestyle is nice that you get that kind of sun exposure. I I don't use my photon light in the summertime. I don't need to. The sun comes up nice and early. I get up early, make sure I'm outside when the sun comes up and I'm watching it. I got lots and lots of opportunity to get sunshine all day long. I I don't need the photon light then. I use it in the wintertime. I use it to to reset my uh, my sleep cycles earlier in the morning. Uh, The the benefits of the light for me in the wintertime are incredible. And, And that's why Lisa stole mine and now she has it and I have to go buy another one. Well, I'm, I imagine my wife, she's probably, probably going to get three months' worth of use out of it every year. There you go. Because at this time of the year, she don't. If the weather's really crappy, she won't even go out and collect the mail. I don't care. Yeah, she I, don't open it anyway. So. I, I go out in this weather. I, I You know, it, it was probably for about 48 or 50 degrees over the weekend up at the farm. It, it got a little warmer than it had been. But it was on and off raining the whole time like it does here a lot in the wintertime. Uh, and then it broke up later and I got some sunshine. But that sunshine has almost no benefit whatsoever. The rays are way too weak. Uh, we're very far north. Yep. 
Um, but I spent most of the weekend outside. I, I do still try to get it, and I'm doing it more and more this year. I plan on having both the garden and the farm ready to plant very early this year. And normally, I wait till spring weather to start working on it. This year, I decided if it's yep. a halfway decent day, I'm going to get out and do that stuff all winter. There you go. Yeah, well, my father, like where I grew up, the weather was fairly mild. I didn't really know what winter was till I came to this country, but it, it, he he could garden all year long and grow stuff all year long. Yeah. And he used to say, if if I had to put, because he was a short pants wearer too, he <laughs> said, if i got to put long trousers on to be out in the garden, it's too cold to be out in the garden. That That's a good, so, that's a good measurement. I like that. Yeah. So, and like, we, when you're a family of seven kids, I guess that was how you, well, this goes back quite a few, I'm the second youngest and I'm 59. That was how you fed your family back in those days because my mother, all she did was took care of us kids. Yeah. And yeah. dad worked and he grew the garden and we all survived. So, uh, it, yeah. it would so. be so much better if we all went back to a life like that. The simple life. Yeah. Like a, I, w I wouldn't say we grew up poor, but we sure as hell weren't rich, but never went hungry and always had a roof over our heads. So, and, but a lot of the time we were bare feet, but yeah. that's, a, Which, that's a Kiwi thing. So well, maybe that's why I'm so grounded is because we always ran – because there ain't no crap in New Zealand's going to bite you and kill you or shit that, that is real bad for you. So, so uh, how even now today – yeah, even even you'll see adult people in New Zealand, they'll be walk, walking around. Like, you go shopping, they're bare feet. See, that's a good thing. Try going shopping in your bare feet yeah. around here and find out what happens. Yeah, well, there'll be a sign on the door, no shoes, no shirt, no yeah. service. Yeah. yeah. What the hell? I, you want my money? <laughs> and and yeah. if we think about it, what's the problem with me walking into a store barefoot? I have no idea. I, I can't think of a downside to it. What's wrong with that? Oh, where you're you're tracking in stuff on your feet. Oh, like I would track in stuff off my shoes. The hell's the difference? Yeah, same difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know. So it may, maybe but, it maybe well, it has to do with somebody stubbing their toe and suing them, or or I, I don't know because I don't think that way. If I walk somewhere barefoot and I cut my seconds. foot or something, well, that's my problem, not somebody else's. I'm not suing people over crap like that. So on the, I'm not sure what year it started, but on these car carriers, you always see up on the, the number one position over the cab and out over the hood. Now they have the safety fence up there because it's the law. <laughs> well, I, the guy that built my head rack, because you're, it's above eight feet off the ground. So, oops, a fall hazard. You have to have the 60 seconds. Yeah. So I told the guy, that you're just wasting your time and my money. I said, because I'll, I'll throw it out before I drive out the gate. Yeah, exactly. Said, well, if you sign a waiver. So I said, yeah, I pulled out my pen. I said, where is it? And he said, sure. well, I've got to write it up. So it's, <laughs> it's written up. Me as the owner, me as the driver, any driver I employ, and any future owner. And I said, because of, he's in Florida. I said, if I'm over there in Texas and my dumb ass falls off, why is that your fault? And he said, exactly. He so, said, but I don't need someone turning around and suing me. I said, I ain't going to do that. And he said, sign in. And well, I signed the waiver. Well, this and is I've never fallen off. Th this is kind of like we earlier we were talking about, you know, the libertarian philosophy. And a big libertarian philosophy is 
I don't want the government writing any laws or regulations that protect me from my own stupidity or my own choices. Those are my choices. If I want to do something that is bad for me and it's only hurting me, I don't want the government stopping me from that. That all that is is the government telling me I'm too ignorant to know what's good for me and they need to take care of me. That that's what these kind of laws are all about. And I'll give you an example we had here. Uh, I live in a very beautiful part of the country. 360 degrees around me is beauty. I I love where I live. We live here for a reason. And I didn't want to block any of that. So we don't want fences. And I want to keep the view, even to the point that we put a lot of decking around our house in different places. And I didn't want railing. Railing just gets in the way of the view. Well, if your deck is a certain height off the ground, you are required to have a rail. Yeah, crazy, because some, someone fell off a deck and it was someone else's fault, so the government says, oh, we'll fix that. We'll put a law in that says... Uh, exactly. Stupid. If I want yeah, a the, deck five hey. feet off the ground without a rail and I fall off of it, that's my problem. I'll deal with it. I don't want somebody telling me I have to put a rail up for my own safety. Yeah, but here we are. The government here. is going to solve all our problems. Not- here we are. Yeah. Yeah, so... Right, I'll let you carry on because I've got to get out and enjoy some sunshine. So. Well, we are, our show is over for the day anyway, so perfect timing. Okay, right. Talk to you later. Bye. All right. See ya. Thanks for the call. Yeah, our, our officially our show ended uh, about two minutes ago, but I we're still broadcasting. We just wouldn't be able to take any new calls. Um, this phone system we're using right now, because this is the one that's not not failing us, uh, does have a time limit. I have a three hour. That's the longest show I can do in a day. Uh, and I hit the three hours today, but I, I'm still broadcasting. I can see I'm live on the stream. We just would not be able to take any new calls right now, which is fine because we're done anyway. So we will see you back here tomorrow for a free for all and rolling toe. And on Friday for uh, technology and efficiency, we'll see you then. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy always. Do the hard work and master the journey.